Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday, October 23rd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios, here in the heart of Louisville, Kentucky. Cards fans, take accounting to a whole new level with UofL's Master's in Accounting and Analytics. It's an 11-month competitive internship opportunities are available for you and full access to the Becker CPA exam review are going to prepare you to graduate career-ready in just 12 months. If you'd like to have your uh, your Master's in Accounting and Analytics in just 12 months, visit business.louisville.edu to learn more today. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the United States of America and beyond. You know what's better? It's the Big X. Mike Rutherford here in the pilot seat. Trevor Kelsey is back after a almost week-long hiatus. He was here on Monday to recap the – you got to do the fun show, recapping the loss to Pittsburgh – and then bounce for the rest of the week. TK, how are you, buddy? That was the fun part. It was. It was not the fun part. That was sarcasm, as they say in the biz. Ah, uh, I'm not very good at sarcasm. It's okay. How are you? I, I haven't seen you actually. You know, we're in separate rooms. You walked in. Uh, I assume at some point, and I didn't see you. We we did our, our pre-show knock, but I have not actually laid eyes on you. So I was just guessing that you were over there. Well, you can assume all you want, but you don't know if you're right or not. Um, no, I'm here. Could have been Gary. I'm a, I'm a little out of breath because I since I get here. I mean, I, I know I wasn't gone that long, people, but whoever was here last, can you maybe not wrap the, the headset wire wrapped around the, the, the chair the chair wheels? Uh-oh. Well, we were trying to, I'm like, taking the chair apart, and I couldn't, I mean, come on, people. Big X drama already. I mean, seriously. On a Monday afternoon. Well, you, I mean, Scoots was in there today, so. Yeah, I blame Scoots. You have to assume that it was Scoots. Uh, when in doubt, I always blame Scoots. Can I have a right I got up- to a red light the other day, I was like, damn it, Scoots. Scoots, uh, Scoots did well last week in your absence. It was fun chatting with him for three days. He also he we had the cameras going, so I got to stare at him while we did the show. Well, do you want me to turn him on so you can look at me during the show? Well, do you know how to do it? Um, sorta. That's a no. Well, I know he goes to the, the the Gmail chat thing. I don't think you have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Based on that response right there, I don't think you have any clue how to do it. I never. Well, I, I mean, I, I mean, I pretty much have an idea, but I never really thought about it because I didn't think you wanted to see me anyway. It's fine. We've done well without this, without the cameras, but it was fun. Scoots, Scoots wanted to use the cameras. He wants to look at me during the show. It's fine. It's fine. I get I've it. I've seen enough of you. Over I time. Know. Well, I haven't seen you in like a week, so it's a little bit different. But uh, <laughs> it was nice having Scoots. And then we had Gary in on Friday. Matt McGavick also was in studio, which was great. I hear. I love. I, I miss Gary's laugh. If I can make, whenever I make Gary laugh, especially when his microphone's turned off, and you just kind of hear him bellow off the mic, but like you know behind, it, he's like, oh, 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 oh. 
He sounds kind of like Santa Claus, and every time that I do it, it makes me so happy. I, I, I didn't realize how much I missed Gary until we had him in here on Friday. It was great. I don't know. <laughs> what uh, children-friendly character do I mind you when I laugh? Um, Not a children-friendly character, more somebody that children would not want to be around. It's a cackle. It's, it's a knowing cackle. That makes me very nervous. <laughs> yes, you make me sound like I'm the Sloppy Joe girl from Billy Madison. I wasn't gonna say it, but it's <laughs> the Sloppy Joes. I know you like a mix of sloppy. Since since you speaking of sloppy, I, I, okay. I, this is all I could hear about. I, this is all. I, this is all the, the the chatter was until I got back today. What's this? Why I hear you destroying the destroying the office on Wednesday after the show? Is this all about the poop? <laughs> I took a normal poop. You and I have both have done I've, it after shows. Oh, I've taken the Browns to the Super Bowl here I mean, more times than Troy can. You announce it every time. It. You announce it whenever it happens. <laughs> I had to. I had to, after we got off the air on Wednesday. I went. I pooped. Apparently, Scoots <laughs> thought it was the craziest thing of all time. I had to talk about it on air. <laughs> That's all I'm hearing about. I'm getting texts. I'm like, what's this? I hear Rutherford just like, 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 like bombing, bombing the bathroom. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? What, what, chemical warfare going on at Taylor's World. I'm like, what? Scoots. What happened? Scoots. Scoots. It was a normal poop. It was, it was good. <laughs> I had a good time in there. Got done what I needed to get done, and then I left it. I didn't know it was going to be broadcast to the entire nation, but thanks, Scoots. Appreciate that. I came here. The very first text that I read on Thursday's show is like, heard Mike took a huge dump after the show yesterday. I was like, I was like, did you talk about this, Scoots? How did this even come up? <laughs> I, mean, I, know, I, know, I know we're like in a bye week for football teams. I know the red-white and blue-white scrimmages aren't the most exciting things to to chat about, but really, was that all? Is that all the topics you had on the plate for a while? I was going? shocked that it came up. Like I, I had no idea that it was like I, or it came out. Yeah, well, I, mean, I was not shocked that it came out at that point. <laughs> I knew it had to go somewhere, but uh, yeah, that, when I read that text, like, did you talk about this on on the radio show with TJ? He's like, it just came up. I'm like, how did it come up? <laughs> it just turtled its way out. <laughs> Speaking of airing grievances with, with folks that are in in the Big X Nation here, so I I, I turned on KRC this morning. Okay. Here at the beginning of the show, and you know they're doing what we're doing now. This the, the whole like, how was your weekend? What did you guys do? Yeah. And Scoots talks about how on Friday night, he went to John Spears' birthday party. But that was Saturday, actually. Was it Saturday? Okay. Yeah. Well, I knew it was, it was some night. Like he's like, I went John Spears' 60th birthday party. Had a great time. Did all this stuff. And I was like, you know, okay. Scoots does his show. There's an intimate relationship there. He's clearly a little bit closer. I'm I'm fine with Scoots being invited. And, and and not me. That's okay. And then it comes back, and TJ's like, "Yeah, I would have loved to have been there, but you know, we were we were we had other plans. We had to do this." I'm like, "TJ got invited." We, I mean, is this all because of the bobblehead, the bo- the bobblehead drama? I mean, just when I think that I've forgiven Spears, he just doesn't. I mean, maybe he invited you. He didn't invite me to his birthday party. Um. So what would make you feel less insulted? <laughs> oh my God! It was just me. <laughs> Uh yeah, it was kind of just you. Um, I'd gotten an invite like like a month. Ago. What the hell? I'd completely forgotten about it though. I felt so bad when like, Scoots texted me. He was like, uh, said somebody's like, yeah, I'm heading up that the the, the John Spears. Like, oh crap! I was like, that's the twenty fourth. That's today. That's I'm gonna t- start calling him James again. <laughs> it, it was a whole flyer and everything. It was kind of cool. It had like it, was, like it had like all these names on it. it was, like with my face and a big red X through it. Well, it said, you know, invite anyone and one, but Mike, Mike Rutherford. That's kind of the sense that I'm getting here. Yeah, it was pretty much what it said on the invitation. It was like, you can get, you know, and then you know, check your box whether you want your chicken, you know, your McNuggets, you know, McBread, McNugget it or, you know, regular. 
So uh, it was, that one. I know. Thank you. It's all right. <laughs> Just call me plumber. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was. I heard it was a fun time. I didn't get to go though. So, I mean, what do I do with this? At least I got an invite. I guess. I guess yeah, I mean, yeah, this is. Yeah, first Spears is stealing stuff from me. Then he's he, he's incorporating Scoots into his evil plans, corrupting Scoots. Then he's making bets. I'm whooping him on the golf course. I mean, I've done radio with Spears now. I've met him multiple times. I thought we had a good relationship here. I thought it would be enough for like a throwaway birthday invite. Now, but did, apparently didn't not. Did you show up late or something to, to something you were supposed to help him out with one day or something? Or no, no, we were doing the radio show. I was told to show up at five o'clock exactly for the last hour, <laughs> and then you were like, "No, it's just it's whenever the bats game's over." And so like I like darted from my house to Trinity's baseball field. I still I made it as fast as I could, but yeah, like, that was a, that was an error in communication. That was not my fault. I think he takes it personally. Well, whatever, James. Happy sixtieth <laughs> to James Spears. Is that what he was? That's I think that's the, the Scoots was saying it was like a it was a party for multiple guys who were turning sixty. See, yeah, I was gonna say because it wasn't exactly when he when he sent me the invitation, air quote. It wasn't. Uh, it, it didn't. It didn't imply it was a birthday party. It was like it didn't imply like it was an anniversary or something. No, no, sixtieth birthday because it had multiple. Like you said, you said multiple names were listed on the uh, the invite, including him and Tony Burke and a bunch of other people. And like, cause I remember when he sent it to me, I was like, why am I not listed on here? Whatever, whatever. Anyway, how was your week away? How, how was your weekend? When'd you get back? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. So you've had a, you had a little bit of time to relax and enjoy some football, but not a whole lot. No, no. Well, I got to enjoy enjoy uh, not betting on football. Not a um, little little bit off weekend, but you know, other than that, I got time to enjoy some college football, and of course, enjoy losing money yesterday and then winning money on the Eagles because we're awesome. The Eagles had a good day. Unlike, unlike your team, who just got just completely just man. My team looked bad. Your bets were atrocious. Oh, uh, well, yours weren't much better, buddy. Uh, mine went one, one, and one. You went zero and three and did not come remotely close to hitting any any of them. First of all, first of all, you do, which one did you push? Uh, they oh, the over under in the North Carolina game. That was you had it at forty seven. No, fifty eight, dude. Oh, dude, like you're being so serious about it, yeah, dude. Come on, man. Hit it fifty eight exactly, dude, dude. I mean, Dude, well, you weren't remotely close to the number. It was. I thought it was forty. I thought it was forty-seven. No, fifty-eight is the. It was the number, and then Georgia State won. I knew that one. Up. Yes, you, I knew that. I knew that. I, one, I, I gave the people Minnesota. Uh, was was my bonus pick there? I, which I, 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 I last week's bonus pick was bad. This week's bonus pick was good. I did actually, with the exception of Penn State, I did well in the Big Ten. That carried me on Saturday pretty much. I met, so this is why I, I didn't want to get into to gambling because I knew stuff was like this was going to happen. I knew weekends like this were going to take place. So right. I, I started off having a good day. I hit the Minnesota game straight up. Like yeah. I, I, I took them money line. That was a nice little hit. I do all, I do like a handful of parlays, and they're all they're all looking good. And then like as I'm getting ready to put, we had, we had John's birthday party on Saturday night. As, as I'm getting ready to put John down, it's super late because he was wow. up late. He had you know, he's high on cupcakes. He's doing all this stuff. Did you send Spears an invitation to that one? He's not invited. He, J- J- James Spears will never be invited to a Rutherford family party. <laughs> never going to happen. But so I'm looking at my, my at my bets before I put John down, and there's there's the the cash out option like all of them. And yeah. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, do I want? I'm like, if I cash out now, it's a profitable Saturday. Like I, I've made a a solid amount of money. If I like go big, I can make like a lot of money and feel really, really good if I just you know wait these things out. But the safe thing is just to catch. And, and I, I was nervous at that point about the Georgia State Louisiana game because Georgia State had been up twenty to nothing. Louisiana was coming back. 
And I'm like, Ooh, I'm I was not nervous whatsoever about Duke, Florida State. Like, like Duke was, you know, I, I was, you know, they weren't going to win the game, but they were very much still in the, in cover range. I think they were only down by three at that point. So I'm like, oh, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wait a little bit longer and see how these games play out. Sure enough, like I, I sit down, John falls asleep pretty quickly, so I'm still holding him, and I look at my phone again. All the cash out options are suspended besides the Duke Florida State game, and I'm like, damn, I, I, I missed my window. Sure enough, like Georgia State holds on, they intercept the pass in the end zone to win, and du- and then when I look back, Duke is down 38 20, and I'm like, what the hell? So I lose all the parlays that were out there, uh, end up only winning the Georgia State Loser. bet, lose money for the day, and then I, I trail some of your picks yesterday and get absolutely hammered. Like. I ended up making like, <laughs> like I made your three bets and then parlayed it. I made like three other bets. I did not cash a single bet yesterday, and this is I was like, this is why I didn't want to get back into gambling because you knew after all the success, you knew it was going to come back and bite you. You knew these weekends were going to happen, and this weekend was bad. It was bad. I think the closest like it was 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 Washington, the closest one I came to getting right. Yeah, and it was a four. You you fourteen yeah, seven loss. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, I'm covering like an eight point spread. <laughs> no, that was. <laughs> That was Buffalo. That was Buffalo. Yeah. And by the way, that line by the time the the game t- tipped uh, kicked off, I think the line was at like seven. It moved. It didn't move down. It was not. That made me a little bit nervous to see it. But I was like, I I'm trusting too. Trevor. I, three straight, two straight I, perfect weeks. I didn't think Buffalo would come out and play. So I thought they'd come out and reassert their dominance, but clearly they didn't. And I thought maybe Detroit. I did, the one that did worry me was Detroit because golf does not play better on. Is definitely a different quarterback on the road than he is at home, but. I thought with the whole, you know, England trip and, uh, you know, what can I say? I had too much trust in the Lions. I foolishly, Clearly that gap between us and the Lions for, for, you know, from the top to the second tier in the NFC is bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wish I could fight back on that. But I, I, I foolishly believed in the Lions this weekend. I thought that we were – I think I when I bet it, I went ahead and, like, put it up to, like, the Lions covering a nine-point spread because I was like, you know, they may lose this game, but they're not going to get blown out. I, I no, think, I know, think they, so either. Yeah, it's going to be a tight game. The Ravens are the Ravens are good, but they're not really blowing teams out right now. And the Lions have been, you know, competitive every single week. They've looked really, really good. I'm trusting them. And then, sure enough, I watched the first two possessions, and I'm like, "This is a problem. <laughs> this is like Lamar is just making a complete mockery of our defense right now." Which, again, like as somebody who loves Lamar Jackson and who has him, he's my fancy uh, quarterback. I was a little bit conflicted, but as the game went on, I was like, all right. When it got to 28 nothing, I'm like, all right, Lamar, just go for seven touchdowns. Let's just just pile it on. This is bad. The game's lost. It's over. Let's just try to move on to next week and, and you know, rack up a fantasy win and let Lamar look as cool as he can. That was It, it was bad. It, I am now back to doubting my lines. This was the first time in my life that I felt something – Resembling supreme confidence in my favorite <laughs> NFL team, loss and you're just like giving no, up. No, no, I, I still think that they're they're good enough to go to the playoffs and you know win a game with the right matchup. But now I'm back. Like I was thinking last week, like there's a legitimate shot. Like, I don't think they're as good as the Eagles. I don't think they're as good as the 49ers. But you know, any given Sunday or Saturday in the playoffs, like I, there's a shot that they could beat pretty much anyone and maybe go to the Super Bowl. And this could be the dream season. And now I'm like, yeah, I don't know if we're there yet. But we're still good. I, I still feel confident in the team moving forward. But this was a sobering loss for sure. I mean, you're still the best team in the, the, the NFC North. That's not saying much. I, I mean, at least you're still going to win the – that at least tells you that you should at least get a home playoff game. True, which is a big deal for us. Yeah. I mean, because then you, I guess last time you were in the playoffs was a home playoff game too, wasn't it? Uh, the No, the, the last time we were in the playoffs, we lost to the, the Seahawks on the road. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's Sorry. been a while. It's been a while since we had a home playoff game. Not cool. Um, thank you for the reminder, though. No, that's okay. That's what I'm here for. 
We had a fun weekend, though. The Rutherfords, I mentioned we had. We were supposed to go to a uh, Halloween party on Friday night. John got a little bit under the weather, and we were worried about him because we were doing his family birthday party on Saturday. So we, we held off on that, just kind of got things ready for the party. He was fine on Saturday. We got up. We had ballet. We went to uh, Trick or Treat at Brown Park. And <laughs> my God, Trev. Like we've, so we've done this the last, I think, three years. And the first year, it was like you know, we swooped in there, did the route. There's all these different candy stations. We were in and out in like, I don't know, half an hour. It was very fast. Last year, there's a little bit more of a wait at every candy station. It was fine. Like, you know, the kids were the kids were patient. They were good. We had them in a little wagon. This year, we show up, and it's 11 to 3. And last year, they were running a little bit low on candy when we showed up. So, like, we'll get there early. We'll beat the rush. We start we, When we see the parking lot is overflowing where you're supposed to go, I was like, well, this is not a good sign. The number of people that I saw, it was like they were you going. You probably just walked there from your house anyway, didn't you? We usually do, but we were already in the car because we were at ballet. So we went straight oh, there. Okay. So we, we had the car. But we, I mean, it, it looked like they were going to Lollapalooza or something. <laughs> like the amount of people that were going. And then we get there and Children's we see. Forecastle. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was like the lamest forecastle of all time. Like, you know, these, these costumes are not music festival appropriate. But the, the line, I mean, we couldn't even see the start of the line. And so I'm like, well, we can't do this. Like, there's no way. The what? Could, the start? You said the start line? Like, the start of the line for the first, oh, okay. like, the, the, the candy route. Like, it, it is, it's very clear that if we do this, we're going to be there for, like, three hours. And we've got stuff to get ready for this birthday party. And, and it, it was just, thankfully, they had, like, this big, uh, like, you like army like armed vehicle that the St. Matthews Police Department has. I don't know why they have it, but they, they bring out a they bring out a, a tank to, to, to pretty much. The kids. I, I don't know why they need it, but the St. Matthews Police Department has one, and so there's a shorter line for that. So we let the kids go up there, and the police officers they were not like they had some candy, and you know they gave us some. So it was like it was like hey, we got some candy. Let's go to the a nearby playground, and they were fine with that. You know, they're, they're young; they don't really care that much. Now, what about? Could you have snuck into the old little uh, little, little driveway to the where the graveyard is in in, in Browns Park? I, I think mean, the, the line was like back there, man. It was like it was insane. How the, far is that back little road even still open? There's no little road back there anymore. Yeah. Oh, they, they they closed that off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's so been twenty something years. Not so big as much. So we had the birthday party Saturday night. It was great. Like, John had a had a, had a blast. The kids were on a sugar high, so it, that was awesome. Thursday, Sunday, yesterday, after we you know, we had some stuff going on in the morning, we decided, you know, it's a nice day. We, we've done this a couple of times. We, t- we took the kids to Cayville Cemetery. I used to always go there as a kid, feed the ducks to the pond. My grandma loved it. A- and so we bring the kids there. Two things happened that made me a little bit nervous about my kids' future. One, uh, Virginia, towards the end of the day, had to go to the bathroom really bad, like insanely bad. And there's like a visitor center there that was closed. It was it was locked, so we had to just she had to just pee in the in the grass at a cemetery, which I don't know I don't know if she's going to hell for this. She wasn't. She was within. We could see Paul Horning's uh, grave from where we were, (laughs) but there wasn't technically a grave anywhere like where we were. So she wasn't like peeing on a grave. But still, I was like, this is. I'm sure this is frowned upon. But Mary's like, well, we got to do what we got to do. Like she can't make it home. Yeah, we just we, we had to go. We had to do it. I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe that she'd be the first nor last person to have to probably try to pee on Paul Horning. It's better than at Dayton, the big thing. And if you if you went to Dayton, you would know uh, what, what I'm talking about. Like the the graveyard at Dayton, 
is a place where people would go and have sex all the time or smoke weed. Yeah, whichever one you you could get easily. Sometimes both. Sometimes both. It was a big thing at the same time. It was like right behind the our, our freshman dormitory, and people, you know, the, the stoners would always come out. Like now, you would see them walking out of the graveyard and all this stuff. So you know, oh, worse things the, have happened at graveyards. I, I get the song now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it makes sense. But that shockingly was not the most concerning thing that took place. So we are we're walking around. We're looking at uh, like the kids are climbing on trees, looking at gravestones. John's been very big into Halloween. Like like he sees whatever we're past decorations. He's like witch, he he ghost, boo, pumpkin, like like skeleton. Like he's big into decorations right now. So you don't see anything wrong with like the kids just climbing on gravestones as as well. I mean, well, they weren't climbing on gravestones. We're climbing on trees. You say gravestones as well. We're seeing gravestones, pointing oh, okay. gravestones. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's a cemetery. There's a lot of gravestones there. Virginia calls them signs. I'm like, yeah, that's right. But it's well, it's a it's a place with a lot of signs. But then John just starts saying repeatedly, "I see ghost, I see ghost, I see ghost," and I was like, "Well, it's been a good run, John. We've had a fun almost two years together. I think we're gonna take you. We may just leave you here." Because uh, he was very adamant. Now, I, I think now it was. Not, now you're not debating whether he's my kid or not, huh? Now you're just like, you, take You're him. welcome to have him. Thanks. Feel free to take him. Uh, I can't, I'm not willing to, I'm, you know, equipped for a lot of things. I'm not equipped to handle this right now. But I, we think that, it, you know, the gravestones are kind of shaped like ghosts. They had like the, the classic, like, round head gravestones. And we think that that's what he was talking about. But if he wasn't, then it's terrifying. So I got kids peeing at, at cemeteries. I've got kids seeing ghosts at cemeteries. It's all, I don't know what to do with it. It's a good thing they're cute. Because <laughs> wow. if not, they'd be gone. So it's like you've had an eventful time while I was gone. It was an eventful Sunday, for sure, for certain. We had a fun last week without you, but we missed you a lot. Nah, I, I, I got to listen to a little bit of the shows. I did notice that you listened because you would text me about some of the stuff that was going on. So. Yeah, small world. We both had the same uh, gym teacher at one point. Miss Gas. Yeah, Miss Gas. I love Miss Gas. Actually, actually, I never had her as a teacher, but she's just friends with my neighbor who's a teacher. She ruled. Yeah, was, she was great. Was awesome. I heard you say that name, and I was like, hey, I can't breathe. I've forgotten many of teachers I grew up with, but no no kid will ever never forget the name Miss Gas. It is it is a very unique name. No it's, no no child will ever not remember, not remember that name. She was the best. We did find out uh, unfortunately that she passed a couple of years ago via the text oh, I didn't line. Realize that, yeah, either. that's the texture. Well, I'm, I'm trusting the text line there, hmm. but that's uh, yeah, it was very sad. But she was the best. We we loved her. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Speaking of the text line, that is the Thornton's text line number. If you have thoughts today, questions, comments, concerns, whatever, it's a Monday. Get it all out there. We're going to hear from you on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Download the Refreshing Rewards app. Become a Refreshing Rewards program member. Save yourself some money anytime you stop into or at one of the area's 89,621 Thornton's locations. They're the best at what they do. That's why they have so many damn locations. And their Refreshing Rewards program is the best at what it does. It is. We've got a lot to get to today. We've got um, reaction to the news from over the weekend uh, College fo- in the college football world. Louisville now set for a another monumental game, huge game at LNN Stadium this weekend against Duke. We'll talk about the implications there. We'll get to uh, Mackenzie and Baco had a fun, interesting weekend at Taco Bell. That I think that, uh, Is that I didn't. I haven't seen the details of this. I, oh, just, yeah. saw, I just saw the headline. I didn't oh, yeah. see the the. You <laughs> said Taco Bell. He's Taco Bell. It's happened to the best oh, of us. I'm intrigued to hear the hear the, the the details of this story. Jeff Brom talked to the media today. There was some uh, some bad injury news that we have to get to. We will also talk about, we got Game 7, a Game 7 in, in the MLB playoffs tonight, which will be exciting. It's the anniversary of something that's near and dear to Trevor's heart. Oh, you noticed this too. Okay, I, I didn't know if you were yeah, aware did, or not. I did see that, yes. We're going to get there. And then the, this LLS story that's circulating about Arkansas uh, using Louisville film as sort of a what not to do 
instructional. We're going to discuss that and the fallout there. And I got something I need to ask you as well later okay. on. It, it came to my mind as I was watching uh, one, uh, trolling through the movies and deciding what to watch last night. Made me start wondering about something. I got a question for you. Well, now I'm excited to hear that. Uh, we're going to do all that. We'll start it after the break. Keep it locked right here. More Mike Rutherford Show continues next here on the Monday edition on 1450 and Kid you not, I have no song for the next segment. This is going to be whatever comes to my mind between now and, and before we come back. Good. To the top of the hour. Do it off of something that we're talking about. Yeah, pretty much. I, this this was a, I had cranberries in my head because it was a song that was in the movie I watched last night. And then I went across the little sidebar and came across the uh, Matchbox 20. We have breaking news on the, the Michigan Wolverine scandal front. Oh, the sign-stealing punks that they are. According to Pete Thamel of uh, ESPN.com. Sources tell him that Michigan staffer Connor Stallions Ooh. bought tickets for more than 30 games at 11 Big Ten schools over the past three years. Also, there is video evidence of sideline taping that is expected to be sent to the NCAA this week that was caught by stadium surveillance this season. Great name. By Throw them all in jail. Every single one of them, jail. Disband the program. Take down their banners. <laughs> the players Dead. Down. They're gonna, they're, the players are going to have another memorial salute for Harbaugh on the field again. <laughs> they're holding up like nine. What's the, what's the, what's the, what was Stallion's number? <laughs> they're all going to just like crank a videotape, fake videotape thing like they're doing categories. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. By, by, by the way, that was, that was a lock on minus 25 on Michigan and Michigan State this weekend. Well, when they showed Hitler on the video board, that's when you knew that Michigan State was probably in trouble. Did you really think? That was when you knew it wasn't going to be their day. I did love the, if you don't know what we're talking about, Michigan State's video board had, they do a trivia segment pregame where it's just like, you know, like, like before movies, where you have like movie trivia. If you get into the, the stadium early enough, you'll see, and the question was, you know, what country was, was Hitler born in? And there's like a giant picture of Hitler on their on their, their video board before the I Michigan, Michigan it, yeah. State game. And they had to apologize for it in the third quarter. They put up a statement, uh, put a statement out there saying like it was in poor taste. And somebody tweeted out, releasing a statement apologizing for putting Hitler on your video board while you're down 42 to nothing versus your biggest rival is just about as bad as it gets, man. And, I mean, at what point do we think talk about seriously disbanding the Michigan State Athletic Program? I mean, you know, and I completely forgot about it when I was watching the game when they were down 28 nothing. They decided to bring up uh, what somebody's going to be about the whole, I guess, gets the incident in the tunnel last year. Yeah, the, the, with the beatdown. How they're playing yeah, the, <laughs> they, they, they kept referring it to it as, as Michigan's up twenty eight nothing. I'm like, really? 
I think I think I see a bigger beatdown right now than what I saw in that tunnel last year going on. And then, I mean, they're talking about how the players. You know, some are still getting back. That's not my. When you talk about Michigan State and their their long laundry list of of goof ups over the last few years, I completely forgotten about it. I mean, that's that's where they're at. They're they're, they're at the point where we're forgetting about stuff. I love how we're the you know the poster but, but, boy but, of all but, the time in college yeah. athletics, and it's just one bass. You know, and also they you know they had there was a sexual assault in their basketball program that people thought Tom Izzo was going to get fired for, and he was like, "No, I'm not quitting." And everybody's like, "Oh, okay, cool." I guess that's okay then. Like nothing ever <laughs> happens to Michigan State. They do the most heinous bleep. Some of the players from that incident are still like on suspension. I'm like, could you not transferred? Yeah. Like, you're really gonna set up like nine games? I mean, and one of them was like it's like he he's one more game suspension by the Big Ten rule. I'm like, well, why didn't he transfer to the Pac twelve and play right away? Yeah. Uh, and I didn't I didn't I don't know. I took Michigan, so I didn't care. There you go. <laughs> Let's go. But a bit, the Michigan school is all apparently in trouble these days. It's who, who knows what's going on. Michigan State's doing bad trivia. They blamed it on the trivia company, of course. Let's talk Cardinal football yeah. here. We've got, uh, you, you know, this is now just, we, we mentioned this for, for the Notre Dame game three weeks ago. We're going to get another top 25 versus top 25 showdown at Cardinal Stadium this weekend or LNN Stadium this weekend. Louisville jumps up to number 18 in the polls by virtue of not playing this week. Always a good feeling when you don't play and you, you, know, you, you go up and you see your Long-term prospects get a little bit better. Duke, which, again, was leading Florida State for the bulk of Saturday night's game in Tallahassee, but then ends up losing 38-20. to They drop six spots to number 20. So this will be just the seventh time in the history of LNN Stadium that we'll have a top 25 versus top 25 meeting cards. Four and two in those games, most recently thumping number 10 Notre Dame a few weeks ago, 33-20. to This is a... This is a big deal for how we look at the the last part of the season because we know Duke's good. I, I think that there there were a few holes that we saw from them on, on Saturday that made me feel a little bit better. They didn't move the ball all that effectively. Riley Leonard, I, I think, is still very clearly not 100%, and that has made their passing game you know, not what it, it, it could be. Their running game is good. Their defense is, is, is certainly good. But this is a winnable game for UofL for sure. They're a four-point favorite here. And when you look at this now – with North Carolina losing to Virginia on Saturday. And can we go ahead and establish this? There is absolutely a CW curse. There's no question <laughs> about it. The CW curse is a very real thing. If we get, and I know we got our game assignment for Virginia Tech, which leads me to believe that we're not going to play on the CW again this year. I think we're safe because the only other game is Virginia's a Thursday night, then Miami's on the road. I can't imagine they're going to put that. They're not putting the Thursday. CW. Yeah, they're not. They're not bumping last man standing reruns to play us on Thursday night. Well, Thursday we know we're on ESPN, but okay. but the the Miami game, I can't imagine that's going to get the CW treatment. So we should be able to avoid the CW again, and thank God because you know it's it, it's a curse. They were they even it's even a curse if you win. The Virginia coach uh, Tony Gibson is getting interviewed after the after the victory. He's you know this is the the crowning achievement. This is you know all this emotional moment. They're coming back after the tragedy that ended their season last year, and they finally have a huge victory. And in the middle of his, his post-game interview, it just cuts directly to Tim Allen and some crappy drama that the sitcom that they have on the CW. His last man that. standing. Was, was that what it was? It was him and Nancy Travis. I used to have a crush on when I was so back I, in the 90s. Yeah. I thought she was hot. Um, you didn't even get it. We talked about middle of his press conference. Trevor got to ask one question, and it was like. Cuts right to, the, right to Tim it, Allen yeah. on the couch. You might as well be interviewing Tim Allen for all we knew. Like, yeah, hey, hey. I'm like, oh my, oh my God, CW, come on. But North He's like, Car- women be shopping. North Carolina loses, which means our path to the, the a- there's a very, very clear path now to the ACC title game. 
We have four conference games left. There are four teams right now that currently have just one loss in conference play. One of them is Duke this weekend, and the other, another one's us. So uh, whoever wins that game clearly has the you know, the edge over the other. If we win out, we'll beat Duke with one conference loss. We'll beat Virginia Tech, who has one conference loss suddenly after you know they started to play well. If we go four and zero and finish seven and one, all we need to happen is for North Carolina to lose one more game, and you know, and they lost Virginia. Anything's possible, right? Exactly. I mean, North Carolina is is certainly susceptible to another upset loss. You know, they play Georgia Tech this weekend, who's spunky, at Georgia, Georgia Tech, a little lively. They do have to play Duke. They play at Clemson, which will be a very tough game. Although Clemson now four and three, looking for more and more pedestrian as time goes on, and then they finish up at NC State, which also could be a little bit. It's a rivalry game. NC State will be playing to probably save their season a little bit, or at least to have something good to go out in their season. My point is, I I can definitely see at least one more loss for North Carolina. If we both went out... NC State, by the way, has beaten them two years in a row. Have they? Yeah. Oh, you're right, because they they beat... uh, They they torched Cam Kelly at the end of the game a couple years ago. It was his redemption game playing at NC State uh, for us a couple weeks ago. If we both finish 7-1, it gets a little bit more convoluted. I, I think that Kelly Dickey said... I can't remember what he said. Basically, we need Pitt to finish ahead of Wake Forest in the the final standings or something. It's something like that, where it's like something that should not matter at all. We'll wind up deciding who gets to go play in the conference championship game. We're not going to get to a coin toss at the the random truck stop in up up, uh, US 42. It sounds like the hat draw is not going to happen if it's it's just two teams. There'll be a a solid. There'll be a more easy uh, easy tiebreaker. It's uh, here. It is. If we finish tied for UNC for second, and we're both seven to one, it'll go like. We need Virginia to finish above Pitt in the final conference standings. There it is. I have no idea why. Don't ask me why. I trust Kelly Dickey with this information. But that was so. Let's make it easy. Let's win the last four conference games. Yeah. And let's have North Carolina lose to somebody else. Boom. We're playing Florida Boom. State and Charlotte. We're done. We're in. And wouldn't you love? I mean, I know how much you. I know how little oh, you, you know, still I'd think of this Florida be, State I'd team. Wanna, we can wait to take it a piece of Florida State down in Charlotte. If we ended their national title dreams, you oh, would. It'd be, it'd be a big deal for you. It'd be beautiful. But with North Carolina losing this weekend, and with us just not playing, there's a whole lot. Like all the bowl projections, we'll get to the the full list as the week goes on. But the big ones that are already out, they all have us playing in the Orange Bowl, and they all have us playing against Ohio State, which would be kind of a that'd, that'd be a fun game. Both the ESPN guys and Brett McMurphy have Louisville playing in the Orange Bowl against Ohio State. I feel like, you know, as much as last week sucked, and as long as it, you know, it took, I think, until like the middle of the week. Well, once we play the basketball game, everyone's like, I'm done. You know, let's, let's, let's start <laughs> roaring about basketball for a little bit and we'll get back to football. But I feel like as the week went on, the loss of the pit game, the sting kind of went, it didn't go away, but it definitely weakened a little bit and people had more clarity and they would say, you know, look, we're six and one. We all would have signed up for this. There's still a ton to play for. We can go to a conference championship game. We can beat Kentucky. We can go to a bigger bowl game than anybody thought was possible going into the season. And I think because of that, you're going to see a really lively and energetic crowd on Saturday night because we haven't had a home game now in three weeks since that Notre Dame game. I think there are a lot of people that had a taste of the return of the good life in football that are just chomping at the bit to get back out there. And this is another huge game for us. I don't think I expect. I don't know. I don't expect a you know a no striper, but I, I'd like. To, I think we should at least wipe out one, at least some one, at least one of those stripes should get taken care of, right? I think it should be a a one stripe game at maybe, worst. Maybe even one and a half. Maybe one and a half, depending on. I mean, I'm with you. I don't think it's going to totally sell out. No, no. But I think it should be but very I good. We, I think we should get. I mean, I think we should at least take away half that logo, at least close to or a third of it. I saw. I think it was was Quincy Riley it was somebody on on the defense who tweeted out like, not sold out, still not sold out yet? Question mark yesterday, and I was like, eh, you know. 
They may end up announcing that it's a sellout. We're on ABC, right? I think it's ESPN this weekend. ESPN, three thirty kickoff on ESPN. The Virginia Tech game in two weeks is also going to be a three thirty kickoff. Not not two weeks, but you know what I mean. A week from Saturday. I think that it will be a very well attended game. I don't think that it's going to be Notre Dame, just for the sheer reason that Notre Dame is Notre Dame and Duke is Duke. Um, You know, this is a game you could argue is more important for Louisville because of the conference championship race and and all that stuff. And at the very least, if if you want to say Notre Dame's a bigger bigger deal because it's Notre Dame and they were top 10, I get it. I agree with you. But this is still a top 20 Duke team that comes in here with some cachet and that, that comes in here with a lot to play for as well. This is, a, again, it's a very big deal. I think Louisville fans will turn out in large numbers. No. I, I do think that the stadium will have a huge advantage because of the crowd again this weekend. But like the Notre Dame... That atmosphere is reserved for very specific situations for this with, with this fan base, and I think that was one. But it'll be a great crowd. I think it'll be a good crowd, and also the time about three thirty to seven thirty as well. And there's always a little true. bit more rowdiness when the when the sun goes down. That's but, true. You know, extra four hours of tailgating time to get yourself a little a little crazy. But no, I, I agree. I think it should be a good crowd. I expect it to be a good crowd. I think it'll be a helpful crowd as well for Louisville in their victory. Now we did get some bad news today. Jeff Brom's press conference happened uh, at eleven a.m. And he had some updates. It was usually it was it was a lot of what you would expect. You know, we used the week to get it better. You know, you know we, we've moved on. We've turned the page. We've got a very good Duke team. But the the headline grabbing portion of the press conference was unfortunately him updating some injured players. Uh, Jawar Jordan is still dealing with that hamstring issue. Mm. He's a game time decision. You know, with, with with Jeff, you never really know unless a guy's out for the year. He's typically just not going to tell you anything about him. He's just kind of kind of he's like, yeah, you know, we're still working out. We'll see how he does. And th- they could know right now that Jawar's one hundred percent. They could know that he's got no shot at playing this weekend. You, you just you don't know with Jeff. We're going to find out on Saturday. Jarvis Brownlee, he said the same thing about uh, he's still working his way to get back. Brownlee, who had to leave the game uh, two Saturdays ago against Pitt, can't, ended up coming back and playing safety for a little bit, which was interesting. But uh, we'll see what his status is for Saturday. The bad news was we found out that Renato Brown, the starting right guard who was dinged up a little bit the last couple of weeks, he is out for the rest of the season. We will, will not have him for the rest of the year. He apparently was 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 getting ready to play on Saturday against Pitt and then slipped on that that damn grass. That that damn grass surface with the uh, w- w- you know with the the natural surface with the rain going on there, he slipped, injured himself and, and wound up having to have surgery or uh, on his knee. He'll be out for the year. They did say that they'll try to have him back for the start of next season, but that's a very, very tough break, and it means that we're going to have to have Austin Collins step up, who played well in the pit game and played a, a solid amount against Notre Dame. He's now going to have to transition into being a full-time starter, but this is why you have to have that depth on the offensive line. Damn grass. I blame Pittsburgh for I everything. Was, I was, it's always, I always blame the grass. I do, too. But that was that was tough news. That was not. That good. is yeah, that's not good. But it, like you said, kind of a next man up uh, mentality, and hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll be we can uh, it'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's yeah, I, the depth on the offensive line isn't quite where I think that Jeff and the coaching staff wanted to be. But well, you feel no. good about a couple of those subs, and Collins is is the one that you look at and you're like, he was kind of like our Michael Gonzalez from last year, where you feel good plugging him in. But if it gets if we get a couple more guys hurt, then it becomes a serious serious issue on the offensive line. So. You know, you're, you're you're thin now, but I think right now the starting five you still feel very good about. It. And look, if we're, I love Renato Brown. I want him to come back and be fully healthy next year. And, and if he is, you plug him right back in that starting lineup. But if there was one sort of weak link on the O line so far this year, which has been very very good, it's it, it's been him. He's had a couple of untimely penalties. He's gotten beaten a little bit. You've had other coaches say that they kind of viewed him 
as the guy that they were going to attack a little bit. So, you know, you never want to see a player go down. I, I do think Ronaldo's good. He deserves to be a starter. But if you had to lose one guy on the offensive line, at least you're not losing Brian Hudson, who's been fantastic. Gonzalez yeah. has been really, really good. Willie Tyler's been really, really good at left tackle. So I think this is a this is a, a, a guy who's you can replace a little bit and still be fine. I love that when you when you have the conversation about injuries, you talk yourself in like, well, if we're going to lose at that one position. This is the one guy we can't. Well, I think that's true. I mean, I think people I know, would have said that going in before he got hurt. I know. Yeah, but he, he was the he's the one guy. He was he's the one guy that was sort of expendable on the offensive line for sure. If you lose Tyler, I don't know if you have another guy that can play left tackle or do if, cartwheels. Yeah, if you yeah no, if you lose <laughs> Brian Hudson, I don't know what you do at center. He's all conference center. We, we need him. So yeah, he's been he's been our center for like eight years now. Well, just two. He's from Virginia Tech. He transferred in. But uh, we've got to, I think, still a ton to play for now in this second. I keep saying second half of the season, and I know we've technically played more than half the season. But it feels like a midway point, right? Like this feels like a solid stopping point with the bye week and now turning our focus to this home stretch and five. I mean, pretty, like, like with Virginia beating North Carolina, like I don't think that you, like, I've been saying this whole time, you should beat the Virginia schools. They're both terrible. VT's played really well the last couple of weeks, and now Virginia, it looks like they're a live weapon. If we can lose to Pitt, who lost to Wake Forest over the weekend, even though they kind of got screwed, but still shouldn't be in a one-score game with Wake Forest. If we can lose to Wake Forest, we can definitely lose to anybody, but I also think we can beat anybody left. Was it Georgia Tech that got beat by Boston College? Yes. Okay, I was thinking Boston College beat Pitt. I couldn't remember which one it was. Okay. Now, Wake beat Pitt on a – Pitt got screwed by the rule that they kind of created. Their quarterback started to slide before the line, uh, and they did, called him did, down did, immediately. The, the yeah. Kenny Pickett rule now? Okay. And then Wake got, so Wake got the ball back. And I haven't seen anybody scoring. get called for that this year. It was them. Like the, the rule that they no, created. I remember, yeah. I know, I know. But the rule that they created wound up screwing them. I, I, I still That's think hilarious. it was a bad call because if you look at the video, it looks like he started his slide when he was past the first down line. But they didn't see it that way. That forced them to punt. Wake scored a last-second touchdown and, and, and won. So it made me feel worse about our loss to them because I don't I, – like I said last week, I don't think Pitt's good. It wasn't a game that I walked out of being like, damn, Pitt's just, you know, really underrated. No, the, was, their was, record's deceiving. They no, played a great game. Like, it was they, one of those games that we played like crap. If Plummer just doesn't even like – just doesn't turn the ball over, we still win that game probably. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it was the same thing we talked about, you know, where I said that, you know, we can – as long as we don't have a turnover Plummer, we could beat another Dame, and we, we were able to. You know, I'm not saying he can't. He doesn't. He, he you know he can't be void of making a play, but just don't make the negative ones. And I think this defense has played well enough. This running game's good enough, and Brom is a damn good enough coach that we're. I mean, we're, there's not anybody left on our schedule we can't beat if that's the case. Yeah, as long as we just don't beat our damn selves. Uh, Jeff Jeff harped on turnovers during his opening statement, which which you would I mean you would assume. This is a team that. And see, North Carolina lose just makes you feel better about the pit loss a little more because like that's. The opportunity squandered, it, for sure. And look, we've we've only lost the turnover battle one time this season. It also just happened to, I think, not coincidentally, be the game that we lost this year, and we lost it bad. You know, we, we've won the turnover battle three times. We've matched our, our opponents to turnovers three times, and then we got our ass kicked when we lost the turnover battle three to nothing or whatever it was. Like, I I do hate doing the if only, but it's hard not to look at the landscape of college football right now and see, you know. Some top ten teams losing, some some you know some top ten teams playing each other, knocking each other out of contention. Notre Dame climbing up the rankings after blasting USC, and kind of think, what if uh, you know if we were sitting here at seven and zero right now, mm-hmm. would we be a top ten team? Would we be you know that playoff talk would only be ratcheted up even more. Now I, I I still think given the way that we played in that game and given how many close calls we've had, 
it's hard for me to sit here and be like, we would have gone twelve and zero. Like we, we would have swept this the, the, the last five games, but it would have been nice to be dreaming right now. Oh, let me. I would have talked you into it. Oh, I would have been still like excited about it. Don't get me wrong, but you know, we, we are what we are to an extent. But I, I think we are a team that can win all five of our last five games. I think we could probably lose all five of our last five games. Fair. 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 But we're gonna win all five because. God, but we need something to distract us from basketball. Yeah, I mean, we'll have basketball to talk about again. Uh, a week from tonight, they'll play their second exhibition game against Kentucky Wesleyan. We're also going to have ACC Media Day this week. The women are in Charlotte tomorrow. The men will be in Charlotte on Wednesday, I believe. I know I know you you talked about the exhibition game, the Simmons College game last week. We probably. talked about it a lot. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I mean, it just... <sighs> I mean, did you? Are you feeling better after watching it or worse though? I feel exactly the same. Okay, that was kind of. I had a lot of things to say on Wednesday, and then it leaked over into Thursday, and like I, there were things that surprised me. I, I, I was turning the ball over twenty-two times against Simmons College was a bad surprise. Us shooting the ball from the outside as well as we did was a good surprise. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think I, you know, it, it was about what I expected overall, and I haven't really changed my viewpoint that much. But I don't think that there was. That's mostly because I don't think there's that much you can glean from a Simmons College exhibition game, uh, and they play at the like the lowest level of college basketball possible. <laughs> the, the NCAA, the NCCAA. They don't they don't play in the NCAA, and they're Division Two NCCAA. Like it, it is a different. It, it's like it, it, you're in the national. The national it's like Ballard Athletics. No, the National Christian Athletics. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like Ballard High School playing a grade school team. I don't, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just a very, very different level of basketball. No, I know. I, well, well, and you can see that if you watch the game, you know. When, when you had, when you had their, their, their walk-on from Wagner do an and-one on us, I was a little worried, but I mean. It was the best moment in Wagner basketball in a long, long time. Probably. It was their brightest moment. I was like, damn, Trevor should be here for this. <laughs> I had to go back. I think it was, his name was Blaine. I wanted to see relation to Troy Blaine. I coached it one time and played at Wagner. I think he was a. I saw that he was either a freshman or a sophomore, so he had to play for them recently. No, yeah, yeah, because they had a really good team a few years ago. But they I, did with the, with the kid that that played with the, at Finley Prep. I forget the guard. Devon team. Cooper. Thank you. Yes. Who ended up? Yeah, he ended up. He actually left for the team that beat Trinity. Uh, he wasn't on the team that, that won district, but uh, they had some guys play like lower level. But yeah, and this is a kid that you know, all these kids were like not even. <laughs> oh yeah, they were. Like, they the walk off from Wagner. I'm like Wagner. What? Yeah, we're getting a Wagner shout out here on the end one on top of it. Um, I tell you, I, I agree with you. I didn't. I'm not. I will say this though. Like after the game, and you're right. It's with Simmons, there's only so much, and I won't get too much into it. But like, I, I do kind of agree with you that this is this team does have more talent than last year's team. After watching just the one exhibition game, the problem is, is that while I, I feel more confident this team is ta- more has more talent than last year, I still don't have any more confidence that the coaching staff can do anything with it. So, I mean, I'm on the same. Like my my view. I think the added talent and the the worst schedule is what gets you the added wins, but I don't think that we're any more of a realistic threat to be like an NCAA tournament team. That's year. just putting like a bandaid on a broken arm to do that. It's, that's like you, you said, we're doing what I hate to make the comparison because this was obviously a failed tenure, but when things were going south for Patrick Ewing at Georgetown, you know, they would do the thing where they just scheduled as many nobodies as possible, and people would be like, damn, Georgetown's 9 and 0. You know, they're looking pretty good. And then they would get to Big East play and go 2-16, and 16, and people would yeah. be like, oh, well, that's, that's, that's kind of who they were. I think that we'll, we're kind of trying to do a similar thing. Now, we can't hide from those two games in, in New York. You're going to go up there, you're going to play a good Texas team, and then you're going to play a good UConn or Indiana team 
on night two. It, it, like if we win our first three games and we go up there and we're competitive against Texas and against likely Indiana, maybe UConn, then then I start to be like, okay, maybe we've got something here. Maybe we can be a team that gets to 20 wins. Maybe we can flirt with going to the NCAA tournament. But if we look like we did in Maui last year, where it's, you know, we're very clearly just not on that level, then I think you start to look at it and be like, this is going to be, it, it's going to look better on paper, but this is basically going to be the same type of season that we had a year ago. And it's just not good enough for a place like Louisville. We'll find out more against Wesleyan, though. I, I do. I do think that will be a better barometer for for where well, we are. That was as this team. week. Is it next week? It's a week from today. It's, oh, it's the thirtieth. Well, it was on a Wednesday again. I don't know why. Yeah, we've got because they got media day stuff this week. They've yeah. got their ACC media days Wednesday. The U of L media day is going to be Thursday. So a lot of media day. We'll hear from Kenny Payne a lot. Whether that's your if that's your thing, then get excited. If not, then sorry. It's gonna we're gonna talk about it. He's he's gonna discuss. The team, we'll hear from him a couple of times, and then we'll get ready for another exhibition on Monday. And then two weeks from today is the first game, if you can believe it. Cards will take on UMBC in their season opener. I try not to believe it, actually. There's a lot riding on that game. It does feel like that's, you know. There's a lot riding on the next exhibition game because, I mean, Kentucky Wesleyan may not be the the powerhouse they once were, but they're the, at least if you're local, you know Kentucky Wesleyan as a tradition of being a, 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 Decent Division two school, and they, I think they went. I looked it up. They went fifteen and fourteen last year. They they lost in the first round of their conference tournament, so they're not a good D two program right now. But they're still far more of a challenge than Simmons. Like if we play, if we start the way that we did against Simmons College, we'd be down by ten points to Wesleyan. I feel confident in saying that. I, mean, I thought we were going to lose to Simmons at one point with about twelve minutes left in the game, and we've turned the ball over like what like half a dozen times. At we that turned point. it over twelve times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're it's like fourteen to ten against a team who's you know starting center is six foot five. Our point guard is the same height as our starting center. It was a low moment. I mean, it was yeah, it was it was a nervousness when I, and I texted you. I was like, this is not. I'm not feeling good about this at all. That's what I'm saying. If, I mean, if we come Hatfield out putting up dunks more embarrassing than the one that he claimed went over Jack Harlow getting rejected at the rim by. Shorty McGee over there. You saw the reaction that fans had when we started slow against Simmons College. I mean, it was it, it was very much like it, it was on par with the reaction of us losing to Providence by 31 back in like 2012. Like, like people were just, you know, this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the, of time. If we start similarly against UMBC in a game that actually matters after the way that we started last season, you're going to have this. It, it's going to be that type of reaction times five. Like people are just going to lose it. There, we need to start on the right foot against UMBC. As important as it is to look good against Wesleyan next week, it is ten times more important to get the job done on opening night against a UMBC team that has no business being within shouting distance of us in that game. If we look rough, I think it's a very, very bad sign for the future. I know people are, and people will do the same thing they did a year ago, where it's like, you know, he's just he's starting them slow. We got a lot to learn. New team. He's this is all part of the plan. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, no, no. You tried to tell me this last year. Losing to Bellarmine was not part of the plan. Losing to Wright State was not a step in the right direction. It was all part of a disaster, and I'm not going to stand for it. No one agreed to any plan that involved that. If so, terrible plan. Awful plan. (laughs) Scrap that plan. We've got to go to break. Four o'clock hours coming up next. We'll hear from you guys on the Thornton sex line. We also do have another hoop story that's not going to make anybody feel any better, but we're going to talk about it. That's hoops. It's the Mike Rutherford (laughs) Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X.
back in. Four o'clock hour here of the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. It's that time of the year. We're officially shifting into cold months. If you're making that transition from air conditioning to heat and you're having some issues, call our friends over at AirServe of Louisville today. Sometimes when you fire up that heat for the first time, you can have some problems. AirServe's got you covered if that's the case. Call them any hour of any day at 705, uh, 502-785-8600, 785-8600, or visit them online at airserve.com backslash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com backslash Louisville. TK, have you fired the heat in your house? Uh, I have, actually. Uh, well, no, I, well, I just turned the air off, though. More, I, there is a little, I do have a little space heater, like, on the floor in the hallway, but other than that... Uh, I, that's close enough to come to turning it on, I guess. We'd been like team holdout for forever. And like this morning, it was freezing. I, I woke up, it was so cold in our house. And like, yeah, we're, I'm getting the kids ready for school. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, it's so cold. And Mary's like, yeah, but it's going to be, it's going to get up to like 78 this afternoon. So we may as well just keep it off. I'm like, you're right. You're right. You're totally right. And I can't believe I got weak for a moment there. And I'm working in the basement like two hours later. And I just hear like, like fired up in that old familiar smell. I'm like, did you just turn the heat on? She's like, it's so cold upstairs. I was like, well, there it is. So we was not my decision. It was made without my consent. But today on October 23rd, we turned the heat on for the first time. Here's hoping that the the HVAC system can hold up with this heat air, heat air back and forth that is sure to happen over the next couple of weeks. I mean, it's, it's definitely getting like, uh, I walked out. I mean, I, I'm, I, it's long pants. Uh, I've got to find, I got to find the Uggs in the, in the closet. I don't know where they're at. It's Ugg season for TK. Oh, it's, uh, it's, oh, it's, it's definitely Ugg season. It's, uh. I mean, it's not. I haven't gone hoodie weather just yet. It's not that. It's not that cold. I go usually long pants before I go long shirt. It's definitely hoodie weather. Well, well you don't get up before like one, so yeah, exactly. Maybe not. So yeah, I mean, so I haven't got the hoodie yet. But I'll probably. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, the hoodies will probably in the long sleeve shirts will probably get busted out of the uh, out of the closet this week. Of all things, I guess the the, the official the summer is officially gone, right? Oh yeah, I mean, no question about that. It's it's late October. Yeah, it's definitely gone. Speaking of summer, I just, summer's I, over. I use that I use that statement as a segue to me, to me asking you a question. I have. All right, you can ask the question. We have two pieces of breaking news that we're going to get you after. Oh, we got more breaking news. Can we this is the breaking news real quick because we okay. can we can cover this real quickly. Two things that are just on on the radar. One, Louisville has announced a replacement opponent for its scheduled game against Indiana in 2025, which was set to be the game in Bloomington. So we're replacing a road game. With a home game, that's the good news. The bad news is the opponent is James Madison, once again. <laughs> the pesky Dukes, who are undefeated currently and ranked in the top 25 nationally. Now, is that, that's not, is that next year or the year after? It's two years from 2025, so it'll okay. be two years from now. So hopefully they, they'll suck again by then. Hopefully. They haven't sucked yet since they made the move to the FBS. No. But this is, again, if you're going to schedule a group of five team, schedule the worst group of five team. I don't know why we're doing this to ourselves. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, but they will play uh, at Louisville on, I guess they haven't announced the date. It, the the, the I mean, game originally was supposed to be that for Indiana, it was going to be the third week of that season. I don't know if that's just going to slot in there, but we will have an extra home game that season, which is good. Was this like just like the only one that would like say yes to our price range? I, I don't mean, know. I, I don't know what the rationale is, like, but I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't get what the value is there. I mean, could we not like pony it up, you know, a couple, maybe another, you know, another, 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 Five grand or something, and brought in like a scrubbier team. Yeah, get me. Who's terrible right now? I mean, we got a million dollars from IU. We couldn't get. We couldn't get a team a worse than James Madison for less than a million dollars. Give me Nevada. I mean, they, you know, they've got more name recognition than James Madison. You get more credit for beating Nevada, even though you shouldn't, and they're terrible. Make that happen. 
Get I mean, him on schedule. Is, 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 we don't want to pay the flight. I mean, James Madison's I closer. Know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it one bit. I don't know why we scheduled it. We've got to, the other piece of breaking news is 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 worse. The it's Phil- getting worse. The Philadelphia 76ers are waving Montres Harrell. Uh, he he's had an ACL meniscus injury for a while now. That's been kind of making it hard for him to get back. He's aiming to return after the All Star break, but man, he's an older big. Save that money, Montrez. So I'd say he's an older big who relies on his athleticism to be an elite NBA player. When you have a lingering ACL meniscus thing, that makes me feel like we are, you know, he, he may get another deal from somebody, but I feel like we're nearing the end of his run in the NBA, which has been a very good run. Yeah, unfortunately, when you when your your Montrez's skill set, your window of Excel is much smaller than your average player. I mean, when totally. I mean, when your 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 entire game is based off your athleticism, where some players hit their peak around maybe thirty one, thirty two, you're probably at the end of your peak at thirty one, thirty two. Yeah, he's not um, a guy that's going to develop a new skill that's going to no. give him like an extra. Three I mean, or four you years. never know. I mean, you. I mean, I. I mean, it's, it's unfair to comparison. I use a name like Carl Malone, who you know in the eighties was kind of you know explosive and and up and down, and by the nineties you saw a guy who was more. You know, methodical and, and could hit the jump shot and was more you know slow. He his game evolved. Now it's unfair to compare him to like one of the greatest power forwards of all time. It's just not a fair, yeah. not not an easy thing to do. It's not like oh, just be Carl Malone. Why not? Yeah, his game pretty consistently so. has been run the floor, defend, yeah, I jump mean, really high, dunk, and get rebounds. And that's yeah. you know, if you have a lingering knee issue and you're getting older, that's going to be. And tough. he's and he's in his at the point. Yeah, he's probably in his early thirties where it's. I just like I said, I just hope. I'll be say, say you got some good, good paydays there, Montrez. Hope we saved it up and you know maybe don't get pulled over with things in your back seat. Yeah, he's twenty nine years old still. He's so like, like twenty nine. I think he'd have a few good years left, but yeah, but he's like I said, he's even, not gonna be the player he was. Even healthy, that's again, that's kind of a player thirty one, thirty two at the max. He's made a lot of money, so yeah, that's good. I'm glad. Should be good to go. Can you lend me some? No. <laughs> now, what question do you want to ask? Well, I mean, now, now I feel like you just like the like horrible breaking news of playing James Madison and Montrez's career coming to an end. Like, like now, now my goofiness has kind of like been pushed aside. Like, I don't know if I should set the, reset the tone, reset the vibe in here. Okay, so Get goofy. <laughs> it's not just goofy. It's more one of those like one a.m. Sunday night kind of mind pondering moments where I was like, I was kind of thinking about something. So as I was, so last night after I watched the Eagles pummel, you know Miami, and I was been watched the highlights, you know, four or five dozen times on NFL Network and everything. You know how you do when your team wins. Just yes. they, you know, yeah. You know I, I don't know right now. But no, I'm familiar with traditionally. The in the past. You know how it feels. Yes. So as I was like, I wanted to do so. You know, so I figured I'd play some Madden. And, you know, beat up the Dolphins some more on Madden. And I was looking for something to watch, and I was kind of scrolling through one of the sites. I think I was on Hulu. I don't remember which scrolling site I was on. And I came across the classic 90s children's comedy, Camp Nowhere. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with Camp Nowhere or not. I am. It's been a long time. It's Christopher Lloyd and then a bunch of people. I couldn't tell you who they are anymore now. Um, it's, um, but movies, you know, is what it is. And it, it's goofy and it's corny and it makes me wonder, like, how these parents were allowed to have children that just send their kids off to a camp with a stranger with thousands of dollars without, like, looking into it. But That's pretty much every movie in the 90s. Yeah. But what it made me did wonder about was two things. One, like, what happened to the – how long has it been since we've had a good, like, summer camp kids movie? Like, remember, that, that was – they were everywhere. I mean, in the 70s and 80s, you had slasher summer camp movies. You did. 
And in, 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 in the, gradually in the 80s and early 90s, you had, I mean, you had Ernest Goes to Camp, you had Camp Nowhere, you had the one with uh, Jennifer Love uh, Hewitt, I think his name, her name is. That You know, they had, you, you, had, you had camp movies. Like, do kids just not go to summer camp anymore? Is it summer camp even a thing anymore? It is. Like, what, what, I, I'm just curious. Like, Would what, you consider Adam's Family Values a summer camp movie? <laughs> yeah, how long has it been since that movie came out? <laughs> well, I mean, a long time. I'm just saying. Uh, it takes place. Most of it takes it, place. It did in summer take camp. place in the summer camp. Yeah, I mean, we even had salute your shorts in the nineties. You had Troop Beverly Hills, which is every girl loves that movie. Did you just Google summer camp movies? No, I'm just saying I remember oh. Troop, <laughs> Troop Beverly Hills. <laughs> My sister watched that movie a million times, and the, the girl from it actually ended up being Jenny Lewis, who's uh, I just think she Googled summer camp movie over there. It's like so it comes up. No, I, I remember Troop Beverly Hills. Yeah, I mean what the. Um, would you say heavyweights is a summer camp? Yes, movie? that's a summer camp yeah. movie. And that's what I'm saying. Just like, and, and that's the other thing I started thinking about. Like, do they even have, like, like I'm watching this movie and then you got computer camp, you got military camp, you got fat camp, you got, you know, you know drama camp. And I never went to a summer camp. I never did either. Um, but I just, I mean, I just didn't know if they even did. did I mean, you're a parent. You would know better. I mean, do they exist? And, and what, I mean, what can we, can we take one, like, summer off from, like, making a Marvel movie or? You know, and and do a summer camp, a good summer camp movie. That's what kids need today. I feel like nowadays, if they had a summer camp movie, it'd be like a ten part documentary series on the horrors of summer camp, right? <laughs> it's just like, like ruining it for all kids. Yeah, I mean, they don't have those types like of it, movies like anymore. in heavyweights when they killed the blob. Yeah, <laughs> it's like in slow motion. <laughs> all the atrocities that have one gone down in summer. But I mean, I know, you know Tony camp, Perkins is killing us. Like Camp Iho around town is still very much a big deal. I have a lot of parents, okay. friends who, who, whose kids go there. Um, we went to Camp Piamingo for a school trip. I remember and a lot of kids did that during the summers. Um, so, but but it, it's not a bad point. Like, I can't think of a, again, like I have not been, until I've had kids, I've not been keeping up with the children's movies. And you have even <laughs> less it, of a but, reason but to but do even, that. Even, even if you're not keeping up, but you still see, like, you see commercials for them. Like, I, mean, you I don't think- watch commercials. It's 2023. Well, <laughs> I'm not paying attention to commercials. I don't have time for that. Some some of us some of us still have some of us still watch occasional commercial night, and you'd see like a promo or you know you see something on Twitter you know or on, on the X or whatever, you know you think you'd say there was if they were pushing a a movie coming out involving a summer camp you'd see something about it and I'm, I'm, I'm like I haven't seen anything in decades it feels like. I mean, kids are lost to look at it. I mean, the summer, summer camp. I can't er, prove you wrong. Ernest I, I, goes I, to camp is a classic. Ernest goes to camp is a classic. I agree with you there. Um, I will now actually Google best summer camp movies. But see, like, in, like I said, 70s, you had them as like they were slasher films. Like that was the summer camp was like, you don't go to summer camp because then you get, you know, God forbid you, you're, you're going to die, especially if you have sex and you're dead. Yeah. Um, which is why Ours I just go to campus at 15. Which is why I refrain from sex all through my teenage years. By choice, man. Oh, but yeah. I was like, I'm going to survive. I'm not, I'm not going down. <laughs> I once refrained from sex for 20 straight years. And then another 16 after that. Michael Scott. <laughs> oh, Moonrise Kingdom is the only semi-new one. And I, that's not like a classic. I don't even know what that is. It's a Wes Anderson movie, so you'd hate it. Oh, okay. First of all, I'm not watching a summer camp movie by Wes Anderson. It's not. I mean, it, it's not at all like the movies that yeah. you're talking about now. It's no, it's good. Wes Anderson. Come I on. I do really like the movie, but it's not. It's not. They so they have actually they have Troop Beverly Hills at number one. Okay, I wouldn't. Have, I don't know. Would you? I'd put Ernest Goes to Camp number one. But okay. they have Ernest Goes to Camp at fifteen. Well, the, the clue to this list is you know. They, Wet Hot American Summer is a great, but it's not. That's not a summer. It's a summer camp movie, but it's not like what you're talking about, like a kid's summer camp. Like movie. I want to see Meatballs. Meatballs. Um. I don't think they have it on here. They have the Parent Trap. 
Number six. Bill, Bill Murray, you know, and the, they that, have Meatballs at seven. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good summer movie. Summer they have, they have Heavyweights at nine. Okay, but I'm a cheerleader, which I've never heard of at ten. But I'm a, but Friday I'm, the Thirteenth at, thir- at eleven. Is that camp a, wait, nowhere at twelve? It is a summer. It is a summer camp. Space Camp at thirteen. What was the other nineties one I was thinking of? The head like not not Julia, not not Jennifer Love Hewitt. It's got. It's got. It's got somebody who was end up being big in the nineties. I can't remember who it was now. I have no idea. That's a very poor description. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nineties. He summer. wears shirts sometimes. He's kind of <laughs> tall, but not really. He's just Preston, man. Uh, I can't. No, no, it's, it's going to drive me nuts to try to remember what it was. I feel like I just watched it recently. Now, what Indian summer? That was. That's not it. I'm not saying. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the text line five zero two four one four four. The texts can help me out. We have not gotten any text from the Thornton text line today. We'll do that. We're going to talk about this LL story coming up next segment, uh, and then we'll watch the show devolve into madness. That's uh, that's what we're going to do on this Monday. Texas says, uh, "Would you go to summer camp?" I was. I didn't. I had no desire to go to summer camp as a kid. I didn't either, but only because by the time, like, I guess, like, I mean, Nintendo came out like 1988. <laughs> that, that's when your desire ended. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm done. I have no. I have no reason to go back outside. I mean, what? what seriously, what's the point? So I guess I. Guess I'm the same way. Like, I never really know. But I guess summer camp would have been cool. I guess to go to maybe right. I mean. I had no, so I'd have been, but no, my like I get sent to like fat camp though. That's the one I ended up going to. We did Camp Mingo every Holy Trinity. Like, I think the fifth graders they always went for one week, and I hated it. Like it was ter- it was not fun at all. I was like, what? I was like, what's fun about this? The food sucks. The sleeping arrangements suck. Uh, my so my friend Dylan Lawson, who was the Yankees hitting coach, who got fired. His dad cussed our entire cabin out in the middle of the night one time. It was the most horrifying experience <laughs> of what we put cheese on Dylan. We like the spray cheese. We like we like pranked him when he fell asleep early. <laughs> And he like gets out. We thought he was gonna like laugh, We're like, "Hey, Mister Lawson." He's like, he's like, "Do you, do you put effing cheese in my effing boy?" And like <laughs> the whole diatribe. I mean, this is a legendary. <laughs> my friends and I talk about this to this day. Like we remember it all. I mean, him and Danny's dad. I mean, <laughs> I mean, my my buddy Weber is like me, Michael, and it didn't do anything. And he goes, "F you!" Like, and the the the, the segment ended with him holding up a lantern to give us all the middle finger as he went back to, to his room. The dad, the dad. <laughs> I love Bruce, but it was it was a it was a rage moment for sure. It was unbelievable. Uh, it was not a, it was not a great summer camp experience. Between that and Danny's dad being like, Danny, Danny, can I can I board with you over here, sir? Hey, Danny, can I see up front real quick? <laughs> Next thing you know, he looks like Boss trying to escape the cell from Josh. He's come back here. That's how it felt. That's how it felt. But yeah, I, I was like you, like you know, summer was for sports and for yeah. playing with friends and video games and being comfortable. Like I, I never, and maybe summer camps now are better, but I, I never had any desire to go. The closest I the closest I came to going to one was when I was in Boy Scouts, I and mean, we would I guess I they did the. Uh, I, I guess, well, I guess I guess just, does that consider camp? But I don't remember, like, we didn't, like, stay, like, in, like, the whole camp atmosphere. Like, you know, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Stretching the definition as far as. Like, we went to, like, the woods and did, like, activities. Like, really camp? <laughs> we did, like, crafts, but we didn't, like, stay, like. Like, I don't, again, this is me, you know. I was sleeping at my friend's house. Is that camp? This is me, like, you know, trying to figure out how movies have lied to me and how, how close they are to real life, you know. Like I picture camp, I'm like thinking I have to like stay in a like a, you know, sleeping bag and you know in a in a. That's a what we did bunk beds, yeah. In a tent or bunk, but yeah, and that, we never stayed anything like that when I went to the the Boy Scout thing, but we went to like the woods and did like made like wallets and stuff. 
Uh, TJ texted in. <laughs> says, show up to a Christmas party, Mr. Too Cool for School. This is not my fault. Don't don't put my lack of an invitation on me. Yeah, you do. Know. I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's the thing is, is that you've just given up inviting you to stuff because you never show up to anything. Well, if Dugan wanted to take that approach because I didn't go to the Christmas party the last two years, then I would understand. That's his party. I've had other obligations. I haven't been able to go. So if he wanted to get mad about that. But Spears has no reason to just not invite me and invite everybody else to his birthday party. It was it was sixties uh, beers uh, spe- beers and spe- spirits or something it was called ridiculous. Clever name, James. <laughs> Texas, come on, Mike. Any team can get blown out in the NFL. The Ravens are just a terrible matchup for our defense. And when we got behind, we couldn't run the offense that we want. Don't lose faith in the Lions. I you still have, have lost faith, haven't you? No, no, no. I, I still have like we're gonna win the North. We're gonna go to the playoffs. I think we have a good shot to win games. But I was thinking we're like. A top five team in the league, like, like we're a tier one Super Bowl contender, and I, I, I'm, I'm pumping the brakes on that now. I tell you what, they, what it was, it was, it was a barometer game. I mean, to figure out who was, yeah. I mean, not only for you, but for the Ravens as well to see where they stand in the AFC. Hey, I'm excited that the Ravens seem to be really good. Yeah, I mean, it, they, they showed up. I mean, it did. I mean, for like you said though, I mean, as bad as you looked, you're still consider you're probably self the top of the second tier in the NFC. Yeah, I think so. I think I mean, that's fair. You don't. I mean, you're a power ranking the NFC. I feel like we're somewhere in that four, five, six range. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you're not in probably Philly and San Fran area, but you're right there, probably the next level right behind us. But if we play Philly in the playoffs, we're going to beat them. So well, keep 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 that dream alive. Texas is always fun to see Lions fans hunger for next year. Come on, on the U of L front uh, front, I'm so ticked about that crappy Acrisure Field. Uh, Akersher Field. How do you pronounce that? The, the Pitts Field. High Tines Field. Oh, who knows what, how they pronounce it, yeah. This is what happens when you share a field with an NFL team. Yeah. I blame the field for all of our... If we lose another game this year, it's because of the field in Pittsburgh. What is Akersher? Is that, is that another version of ketchup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious. Oh, it's an insurance. Oh, well, of course it's an insurance. Of course it's insurance. Is there not an insurance company that doesn't have a stadium in, in pro sports somewhere? A lot of money insurance. In insurance. Don't get me started on insurance. Texas says Taco Bell more like Mbaco Bell. Oh, yeah. we need. I didn't know the story. I don't know it yet. Texas, welcome back, Trevor. Hey. Okay. I hate your Eagles, but welcome back anyways. I know you guys committed at least uh, one penalty last night. Not a one. Oh, you didn't get called for a penalty? Not one penalty last night. The Miami got called for 10. We got called for zero. Oh, so the game was fixed. No, it was, fi- it was fixed because we wanted it that way. <laughs> that was the script. Yeah, when it was all said and done, the smoke cleared. It was... It was uh, it was when I was like, wait a minute, we didn't have, we didn't have one penalty, right? And I was like looking at the stats, I'm like, no, 10-1. And, of course, their coach, which, well, you ever listen to uh, Miami's coach talk? Yeah, he's is hilarious. It, is it me or does he sound like Mort Go- Goldman from Family Guy? Like, no, I, I don't yeah, he like does. He's like, I'm, every time I hear him talk, I'm, I'm going to go, Peter. <laughs> he sounds like a, like, like your kind of nerdy friend. That's like way too into fantasy football, and yet he's the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. I think he's cool. I like him. I guess. I just, I can't, I can't, I don't know. I, clearly it works. I just can't imagine being in that locker room trying to be motivated by that voice. It works. He's done it. I mean, well, didn't hurt. They spent a buttload of money on free agency, too. Tyreek Hill's decent. He helps. He's going in, signing, you know, offensive linemen and getting Bradley Chubb helps, too, and stuff. Texas, I watched multiple teams try to run out of the shotgun on fourth and short, specifically Tennessee and Florida State, and they all got stopped. It's such a bad philosophy. I mean, you can say, I mean, I think I've, we've seen multiple teams go under center and get stopped on fourth. I mean, hell, we stopped Indiana on fourth and one from the goal line this year to, to win a game Who has when it? they went under center. Uh, I mean, 
may, like maybe I, I would love to see the success rates. I don't feel like it's any worse than than going under center. But that's me. Unless you're doing the quarterback sneak and doing trying to do the tush push thing. Only one team can do it right. Nah, yeah, Sirianni, uh, he, he took that personal last night at press conference. I agree. If they're gonna, you can't role play just because we're the only ones that do it well. That's a little. That's a little. I mean, that's that's like almost uh, levels of telling you the basketball players you can't dunk because Kareem's too big. I kind of agree with you. It's kind of weak, and other teams are trying it, and they can't do it like we can. Texas, I'll be catching the pod later, but I listened to Brahms' press conference from today, and you can make a drinking game for how often he says efficient. It isn't necessarily wrong, but use synonyms, Jeff. Eh, sometimes, you know, no reason. Coaches love talking about efficiency and execution. <laughs> Texas, damn it, Trevor, we made it 52 minutes in the show, and you had to mention basketball. I, no, I did break. I did bust that cherry, didn't I? I'm sorry. Texas, it's game week with a top 25 matchup. Mike is on his A game. TK is back and better than ever. No basketball except for the must-bust having movie night with our exhibition losses. It's a great time to be a Brahmerican. American, I like that. Can you get a shirt with that? This is going to be a good week. I'm excited for Duke. I'm, I'm excited for, if we win this game, I'm really excited to start talking about the the ACC race and you know who we need to cheer for and, and you know, scoreboard watching and doing all that fun stuff. If we lose, then it gets a little bit more of like, let's make the most of what we have left and let's, let's please beat Kentucky. But this is a big game. This one's a biggie. I'm excited for it. Texas, how is recruiting going so, how is recruiting going so bad for 24 and 25? I'm assuming this is a basketball text, although it could be football. <laughs> we did offer um, a, a new prospect over the weekend. It's not helping that like every single time that we have a new offer out now, it's somebody that nobody has ever heard of, and it's like kind of thrown into the mix of like all these other big time offers. So we, Kenny Payne, I guess this was Saturday, offered Makari Moore, who's a class of 2025 point guard from Michigan. He's the number 166 overall player in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. And this is odd because you know, this, is the cl- like, this is the next class. These are guys who are going to be juniors th- this coming season. So typically when you're a program like Louisville and a recruiter like Kenny Payne, you're offering the only the elite of the elite this at this point in the process. Like you're, you're offering the five-star kids. You can start going for those diamonds in the rough a little bit later on. But we're out here. We're we're going after the diamonds right from the, the jump, and we're doing that in 2024 as well. It's I am very surprised that we aren't doing more on the recruiting front, just because of Payne's reputation and because of what he did in his first like full recruiting class this year. I don't know what to say about that. Texas, our 2025 out of a conference is already terrible now. EKU, Bowling Green, JMU, and Kentucky. I don't hate it. No. I mean, winning games is fun. I've been saying that for a long time. Winning, winning football games is cool. Stack the wins. Take care of business and conference <laughs> play. It'll, it'll all help itself. If winning football games is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Texas, I'm shocked that TK didn't do better on the ACT ask, after asking if the 2025 season is next year or the year after. I do. <laughs> what, year? what year are we in again? I did love the whole, like, I, I was just going to let it go, but I was like, the, the way I prefaced well, the entire <laughs> thing, I was like, so we have an update. Uh, I'm like, this is the 2025 game that we were supposed to play in Bloomington against Indiana. Now the 2025 schedule will be uh, James Madison in there. And you're like, is this next year or the year after? And I was like, well, <laughs> what, what if, year what, is it right now? Were we supposed to play Indiana in 24 as well, though, or not? We were. That was the game that was supposed to be at home. So we don't have an, a, a fill-in opponent for that. Okay, so see, I, that, was, that was a somewhat honest mistake. Not really, because I said multiple times 2025. 
and I zoned out multiple times. Which leads us right to the next text, which is Trevor's not goofy, he's just high. Not necessarily. I just... <laughs> text says Gary did a great job with Friday's podcast. Is that because we had no Okay, I th- didn't I get it up? I thought... Oh, boy. Oh, no. I swear. I, uh, what was pod- the 19th was the day, right? That would be the, uh, no, 20th would be Friday. Oh, it didn't load. I thought I loaded it. Yeah, multiple people were like, where's today's podcast? I felt uh, bad because they're like, going after McGavick. They're, they're like, we want to hear Matt's takes on I stuff. thought it loaded. He, did, he emailed it to me because I got it that night, and I thought I loaded it from my house, but I guess it didn't load. So it's your fault. I I must. I, I'm sorry about that, people. I wish. Uh, well, wish you had said something to me sooner. Hope you had a good week. Hope you had a great week. Texas. So what you're saying is Trez is going to be on the next Louisville. Is going to be on the next Louisville TBT team. Um, maybe. Yeah, cool. Oh, I'll take that. Texas says, "Don't forget about the Parent Trap." I consider that a summer camp movie. Oh, that's Scoot saying I consider that a summer camp movie. I'm surprised you didn't consider uh, Harry Potter a summer camp movie. Is Scoots talking about the new? I I, assume, I can see Scoots being a guy that liked the Lindsay Lohan one that came out when like when we were kids. My sister watched it a billion times. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know that you would think that. I mean, I actually that's where my mind goes actually slightly over the one with uh, Miss Bliss. I hated the way I, I hated that movie because I hated the Miss Bliss version. No, 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 the the new one. Oh, the Lindsay Lohan one. Because Lindsay Lohan did this. I can't. It's going to be the YouTube cameras that are coming next week. Like she did this thing where she would like shrug her shoulders and like kind of like grin like a million times. I'm like, everyone says this little girl's such a great actress. She's driving me crazy. <laughs> that, that was that, that bug you? Yes. <laughs> okay, I just <laughs> destroyed me. Uh, it I didn't didn't bother me so much. Texas says Wet Hot American Summer. It's a great movie, but it's not like the kids' summer camp movie that TK is kind of talking about. Yeah, I don't know which one I'm thinking of. They had to. I'm surprised also I'm not getting more love for meatballs. Have you never seen Wet Hot American Summer? I have not. Oh, that's right up your alley. You would love that movie. The only one I, I mean, I've seen, I, all these I've seen, I mean, obviously can't know where we mentioned I watched it recently. Uh, I haven't seen Indian Summer in a long time, but I remember watching it when it, when I was a kid. Uh, I just remember the video box, the box of the video store. Like I said, the, the, the maybe the most funniest of them all is meatballs, and it's not even getting any love. I mean, well, American Summer's funnier than meatballs. Oh, I don't know. Have you seen meatballs? Yes. Okay, meatballs is pretty good though. But it's like a different. Like what on American Summer is like? We're talking Bill. We're talking it's Bill like Murray comedy here. made for college kids and adults. Like it's Paul Rudd picking like passive aggressively knocking the stuff off the table and then picking it up is like one of my favorite scenes of all time. Oh, it's got Paul Rudd in it. Oh, it's got everybody in it. It's hilarious. That's that's relatively newer then, right? It's like 2001. It's when they're all relatively young. Like Janine Garofalo's in it. Um, oh god, I mean, who? Like, it's a loaded cast. Uh, Amy Poehler's in it. Okay. Elizabeth Banks is in it. Bradley Cooper. All right, I might have to check it out. Then. It's very funny. Right. Texas says Jojo Rabbit is kind of a summer camp movie, but the kids are Nazis, <laughs> so yeah. But they are at summer camp, right? The, technically, they are, but. <laughs> Not what you're looking for. Let's <laughs> see when he throws the grenade and bounces on the tree. <laughs> Tex says, "Don't do that." <laughs> Tex says, "Mike quote." Texter says, "TK, would you go to summer camp?" <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it went. <laughs> you missed me, didn't you? <laughs> Texas Fridays are usually the only days that I don't listen live, and of course, no podcast. Never change Mike Rutherford show. I, I just I, that's my. I thought I loaded it. I can't it, stress how much this is not my fault. <laughs> if you take nothing else away from today's show, it's it's this. 
I can't, no podcast is not my. Fault. I can't stress how much the, how much it is Mike Rutherford's fault. I have absolutely it, no control over. He it. reached out to me. I would have been like, "Oh, it's not done. I'll do it." It's not true at all. Texas says, uh, "Get this is giving me PTSD. My dad was exactly like that. Dad. Now he's remarried, and everyone is like, "Wow, your dad is so easygoing." Uh, I used to like. I used to like have this like. like dad's sadness. mellow with age. I'm like. I'm starting to like be like avoided. Like dodged a bullet with the no dad growing up thing. Maybe. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, my. <laughs> I definitely had some. I was on the receiving end of some rants for sure. There's no, no especially question about the, the little, little little sob that I was as a child. I imagine my dad would have. Yeah, he'd have gone being Crosby all over me. Yeah, I was a good kid, and I still got. There, was, there were a couple of times where I got laid into pretty good. Texas says uh, no pod from Friday. Question mark. So, so, so I go on, I, I'm going to unload it, though, okay, still, when I, when I get home? Yeah. Okay. Sure, just do it. Texas says, Rutherford traffic update. There's a burned-out semi on 64 East. Traffic is way backed up. Avoid if possible. This was from 20 minutes ago, so if you're just now listening to it. <laughs> there's a burned-out semi on 64 East, and traffic is way backed up. Texas, Trevor, it sounds like you went to Cub Scouts camp, which is a day camp. Boy Scouts camp is more like your traditional summer camp where you stay in tents and stay for the week. That is 100% correct, uh, Texture. It was more of a Cub Scout. Yeah, I never got – I don't think I ever got past Weebelow. What was the – I, 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 never, I never did that, but I, I do remember that hearing that word. Weebelow. <laughs> you just remember that word? It's hilarious. Do you have like a flashback over there? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Unlock a memory. <laughs> Picture. Did you ever do in grade school, did you ever have to sell magazines and get Weebles? Yeah, I don't know. I've done a lot of things in my life for a lot of dirty stuff, but I've never sold anything to get weebles. These little weebles, these little like characters, are like little. You got like, you got cool weebles. The more magazines that you sold, and I never, I, I was never one to put. So like, my mom would buy like three magazines, and that was always just enough for me to get like a weeble and a Jolly Rancher. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm not going for the limo ride with the pizza party. Um, I'm not going door to door. It's not worth it. But, I never sold magazines. The only thing I ever sold was we sold the candy bars for for, for Linden baseball, which everyone remembers those. Which I don't like. You still you can still buy those same candy bars from Linden baseball players. And I sold the stuff like the um, that came in a little booklet, you know. And and everybody always bought like the cheese logs and stuff. Yeah, uh, that's one of the things I ever sold. I'm not. I'm looking at pictures of Weebles. How they got away with this making these. They're, they're basically like, like tiny cotton balls. They put eyes and hats on, and that was it. How do you spell weeples? Weeples. W-E-E-P-U-L-S. They're like, here comes the red weeple. I'm like, I've got to get this guy. I wasn't buying into it. Even at like 10, I'm like, no, you're, you're, you're not fooling me. Okay, but I do remember those, but I don't, yeah, those, those <laughs> no, they had a name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> people actually were motivated to do stuff to earn these things. You had like a weeple bag, where like you, 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 the kids who had the most weeples, it's like overflowing. I was like, you're not gonna shame me into getting weeples. I'm not. I, I'm not. I, I'm not doing this. It's not worth it. The give and the take here is is dramatically in your favor. I'm not going door to door so I can have a little bit like a, a tablet. There's a no bullying weeple. <laughs> See, I feel like you go you go through the weeples, which is basically right. It's a cotton ball with the glued eyes to it and. And, and other accessories, and I look at this thing, and then I think to myself, like, how do I talk down to a kid today about collecting, like, NFTs? And this is what... This well, is. That's more adults than kids. <laughs> and now I think because you've seen how the market's gone, you can talk down to adults who bought an NFT. Well, just, I mean, just the, the things that are, you know, just, I don't know. I don't I do remember these, but this, this was a little bit, I guess I was too old to collect these. 
It was terrible. One fall. I thought I thought the snap on bracelet was bad. I did feel bad for the kids that like really worked hard and like just because the, the 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 biggest sellers in every class got the limo ride with a pizza party. And I was like, imagine working your ass off, spending your weekends doing this, and coming in second. Just such a waste of time. <laughs> just such like either go all out or be like me and do the absolute bare minimum. That's the way that you should. And then I wish I got been motivated me with a limo ride to a pizza party. I would have done more. The closest thing, you know, we get motivated with when that little booklet of, you know, we sold stuff out of was, you know, getting a, a skateboard, but I didn't want one of those. Here's a limo ride with the biggest nerds in school to go eat crappy pizza. It's Terrible deal. Little Caesars. <laughs> just, just screwing kids over left and right with these things. You just sold you just sold $3.2 million worth of magazines. <laughs> now here's $60 worth of pizza. <laughs> Hang out with a kid that's constantly eating his boogers in class and go riding next to him in a limo for 45 minutes. Texas American Pie Band Camp is the last good summer camp movie. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's actually not a horrible straight-to-DVD film. I've seen worse. Texas says, <laughs> Texas, Trevor quote, did I get it up from Trevor? Um, you did say that. I did, and and for the record, I I, I did, Texer. Texas, Miss Bliss's name is Haley Mills. I, no, it's Miss Bliss. It is, but... You're both right. It's Miss Bliss. Dude. It's Miss Bliss. Like, I, we, do we call her? I mean, she'll always be Miss Bliss, right? To us, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Texas, did you say that there was an injury on the football team to talk about going into the 3.30 p.m. break? We did. We mentioned it. Uh, Jawar Jordan and Jarvis Brownlee are both dealing with injuries, but their game-time decisions. Renato Brown, unfortunately, is done for the season, which means Austin Collins will be your new starting right guard for the foreseeable future. Texas, of course, Scoots likes the parent trap. It's 13-year-olds. <laughs> Just kidding, but he's never going to live down that Rebecca Black comment. Uh, that's a tough break. <laughs> Scoot's not allowed to watch summer camp films. Scoot's is not allowed to comment on anything involving teenage girls after <laughs> Rebecca Black. I actually think she kind of looked better back then. I'm like, well, Scoot, she was 14. Let's. This is a, it's a horrible comment to make. But, uh, I don't know. God, God help me if I'm Please do not Scoots. defend Scoots here. She's an attractive adult female now. Scoots implied that he preferred the 13-year-old version from 2011. But, but in 2011, Scoots himself was like 13, right? No. How old was Scoots in 2011? Scoots is 34 now, so he was like 22. Scoots is closer. Buddy. <laughs> I mean, you've watched a lot of Law & Order. You'd be a terrible attorney. You know one of the main bad guys. That's the, the one who's married to Olivia, uh, uh, to the Olivia character in real life. Thank you. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, <laughs> more from you guys in the Thornton Sacks. Now we have a couple other things to get to, and we will eventually get to this uh, this LLS Arkansas story. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on a Monday on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. It makes me want to fart. It's I hope we never part. Now get it right or pay the price. Love hug. 
time of the fondest memories By the lake of Anawana Sat in the old pine trees She was hot. Oh, yeah. Dina? Oh, yeah. I love how every, 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 every like, stereotype character gets, gets, gets somebody on here. Yeah, pretty much. You get the nerd and live on one one. Oh. Kid the Kelly Kapowski. That was the Kelly Kapowski character. Oh yeah, you had to have the yeah the, the, the although Dina was kind of a B. Like like they didn't make her the sweet, you know, can no. do no wrong heartthrob that some of the other shows did. Like she very much had a snotty little. No, she was kind of like the Lisa Turtle meets Kelly Kapowski a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair point. Or I guess more, more actually, they went more instead of the old school, more the uh, the Joe from uh, Family Ma- uh, from Facts of Life, kind of the the princess. Okay, I'm so less familiar with Facts of Life, but she went not. with the more princess character. You know, I'm I'm you know I'm I'm Daddy's girl because they went at her when they kind of her thing. Well. Yes, yeah. I think yeah. Sean Moss takes it in by the way and said, "What Hot American Summer and Meatballs are both fantastic." Mm-hmm. Also, Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown. I hadn't even thought about Charlie Brown. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Troy texted in, too. Troy, our boss, said, quote of the day from an indie fan at the Browns game yesterday. Quote, they have a guy named Chubb on their team. Well, that's gross. <laughs> Surprised the guy was like, isn't this just a Sean Watson? <laughs> My father-in-law is a big uh, Browns fan, and he was watching the game yesterday and like, like on, on his phone, and his feed cut off right after the fumble. And so he's like, well. That sucks. Like it's done, and then he looks up like two hours later. He's like, "Wait, they won? I had no idea that they actually came back uh, and won the game. That would be a tough break." But congrats to the Browns, having a good year, looking good, feeling good. Well, I wouldn't know about all that parts. But... A little bit, feeling better. Sean Watson is ass, but what are you gonna do? The Eagles picked up Kevin Bird. Go Eagles! Fly Eagles, fly! Wow, for a, for a, bit, a fifth and sixth rounder. And Terrell Edmonds. I did want to say, you know, we'll make the text line in just a second. But this is the 30-year anniversary of a moment near and dear to young and old Trevor's heart. Yes, it is. On this 30 thing. years ago today. Yeah. Joe Carter. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never have a bigger home run than this. The only walk-off home run to end a World Series ever. <laughs> Pretty cool moment. Uh, it young was... Trevor was dancing around in his underwear. Was I wearing underwear that day? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's possible. I could have been straight bare-assed for all we remember. Uh, and maybe I was. It was, uh, yes, that's still, I mean, I saw that and that, that clip. I, I think I rewatched the clip about a dozen times last night again. Just getting, I, st- I still get, I still get all goosebumps watching it. It's such a great moment. It I is mean, a cool moment. I mean, just, I mean, we haven't done anything close to it since and just done uh, I went back and watched the the, the Dave Winfield double, uh, game winning double and and you know the bottom of the eleven the top of the eleventh and game six of ninety two World Series went back and we watched that again just kind of get feeling nostalgic but yeah the thirty years ago to this day uh, Joe Carter sent wild thing home beautiful beautiful moment it's a big night in uh, in baseball tonight as well we've got uh, the, the Phillies looking to close things out against the D backs leading three two and then a game seven. Say what you will about the about baseball and about the playoffs. The environment for a game seven in October is just is so cool. It's 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 going to be a fantastic envi- environment tonight at Minute Maid Park. Even though this is a series where no home team has won a single game, Astros hosting the Rangers. Winner gets a trip to the World Series. I heard this uh, this stat on the way in and it blew my mind. So, Dusty Baker, he's been managing for a long time, yeah. has never won a game seven. 
Bruce Bochy has never lost a Game 7. That's insane. Oh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's nuts. Absolutely nuts. What's, what is Dusty's, does it say his actual Owen whatever record in Game 7s? I don't know, but he's lost, I mean, because he had that thing going. You know, you know he lost the Game 7 in the World Series with the Angels. To the, 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 no, the Giants. With the Giants, to the Angels. Yeah, yeah. But he had that thing going a few years ago where he had lost, like, however many consecutive elimination games, and it was like, an outrageous thing. So He lost at least one with the Cubs, I want to say. He definitely lost at least, well, yeah, I mean, he lost the, the Marlins series was seven games. Was it seven or was okay? Yeah, it was seven. Yeah, all I had to do was win one of the last two. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so that's that's insane. Pretty nuts. I, I mean, Bruce Bochy still coach managing. Yeah, Dusty Baker is zero and three. That's it. Well, we just named two of them too. I can't remember what the other one is. Maybe one with the the, the Nationals a few years ago. Possibly. Yeah. It's it's it's. it's yeah. I mean, did, didn't the Astros win? A, did they lose a game seven recently? Oh no! I mean, the Astros aren't losing to anybody yeah, recently. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Bochy is undefeated. Also, the Astros have lost 21 of their last 28 home games, which where's is Bochy, insane. So, wait, Bochy, Bo, where's Bochy manage now? The Rangers. I didn't even know he was managing the Rangers. He is. Bochy's the guy that took the, the Padres to the World Series, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. Back in, 90, like, 98. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about how far back. It's funny because you bring up Dusty Baker. My mom walked into the room to, uh Last week, she's like, Dusty Baker's still managing? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Dusty Baker's still managing. Yeah, Bochy was with the Giants, and then this is his first year with the Rangers. Okay. Good Ex- to know. Exciting times ahead. Uh, so, <laughs> do you want to do – what do you want to do? We, we, the Ellis, Ellis thing we have to save at the top of the hour. I want to ask you one more question. Do you want to – okay, you can ask me a question, we can go to the text line, or we can talk about this McKenzie and Baco thing. Uh, oh, man, that was tempting. Because I was going to ask you – where my memory of the Joe Carter home run ranks amongst most memorable, me- still talked about mem- memories in baseball history, but I it's wanna, up there for sure. I, I, I'm more intrigued on what this kid did at a Taco Bell. Okay, so Mackenzie and Baco. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Mackenzie and Baco is the the former U of L recruit. He'd been committed to Duke, signed with Duke. Yeah, and then decommitted, asked out of his letter of intent. There's all this talk. Uh, about how we're going to get this kid, the he connection was, with Nolan Smith. He was a lock to come here because of Nolan. He was a lock, and then it was like, I think he's coming here. And then it was like, yeah, he's either coming here or he's going to the G League. And then it was like, oh, he, he just committed to Indiana, and he never even visited here. It was, a, it was a rough sequence of events for us as Louisville fans who had been hearing that this kid was gonna, absolutely going to come to Louisville. But he is or just a, another Tuesday during their first year of Kenny Payne's recruiting. All too familiar. But this is a Mackenzie Baco is now a freshman in Indiana, they just had their Hoosier Hysteria event on Friday. <laughs> They're getting ready for the start of what should be another promising season. He's the king of Bloomington. So Hoosier Hysteria happens on Friday. Saturday night, he goes out with the the boys. He's playing Sink the Biz or whatever the hell they're doing in Bloomington. And at 2.15 a.m. at a Taco Bell on East 3rd Street, police get a report that there is a man who is refusing to leave. Taco Bell management told officers that McKenzie and Baco had allegedly cursed at a employee's and was being rude when officers tried to arrest him. They said he would not get out of his car, and an officer had to break the passenger side window to unlock the doors. Police said officers then had to forcibly remove him from the car and said that he would not allow officers to handcuff them. Mbako was arrested and charged with criminal trespassing and resisting law enforcement. Both misdemeanors, he was then transported to Monroe County Jail. I actually think that this is exactly how you would get arrested at a Taco Bell at 2.15 <laughs> in the morning, where you'd be like, no, try to get me out of this car. I'm not getting out. 
and then officers would have to just like drag your I mean, is this one your the limp body out of the car? <laughs> go dead, go dead weight, people. <laughs> dead weight, people. Dead weight. Now, it's, now is this a situation where he was like in line? He got to like one thirty, and he's waiting like a half an hour in line. They're like, "Sorry, we're closed now. We're not, you're not." And he's like, "Screw that! I'm getting my my burrito." Is this is so? He, this the, here's the the official report because I've been I think in those situations. Drive through line is what I'm, I'm gathering. I'm here. assuming as well. The official report is this: officers asked Mbako to move his vehicle from the drive through line, which he agreed to do, and moved the vehicle into the parking space in the Taco Bell lot. Upon speaking further with management, they requested that officers tell Mbako to leave the property. Officers explained to Mbako that he needed to leave the property, and he refused to do so and kept the windows closed on his vehicle. At one point, Mbako began to drive out of the lot, but then reversed his vehicle and parked again in a parking space on the Taco Bell property. He was told repeatedly that he needed to leave the property by officers, but failed to comply and stayed on Taco Bell property for approximately 15 minutes. Officers determined that Mbako would be arrested for trespassing, but he then moved his vehicle to a nearby lot and parked again. Officers approached his vehicle and advised him that he was under arrest and that he needed to exit the vehicle, but he refused to do so. Officers had to use a baton to break the passenger side window of the vehicle to unlock that the doors. That necessary. Upon opening the driver's door, Mbako was given commands to exit the driver's seat, but he refused to do so. Officers had to forcibly remove him from the vehicle, and he tensed his arms and would not allow officers to secure him in handcuffs. <laughs> he had like 55 chances to just leave Taco Bell. And not be a national news well, story, I and mean, he refused to do it. Th- I mean, how mad was he that he didn't get the fire sauce that he wanted, or whatever it was that caused this whole thing? <laughs> they put sour cream on my cheesy potato. Enough cheese on my chalupa. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been angry when I don't get what I want on my my nachos too. But I mean, and there's like there's like seven this, lines this where they're guy- like, "Hey man, just leave, and it's gonna be fine." He's like, "No." I'm furious. This Taco Bell. I mean, I didn't. Why? Well, yeah. First of all, like, what? Yeah. What, what did Taco Bell do to this man to make him so angry he refused to leave? Like, it, it, what could they have? They just spit in his chalupa. I mean, I, I like that he also like fake leaves three times. Like, he's like reversing. He's like, nope, still a Taco Bell. You can't tell me to leave. I mean, you've got to know that. Psych. If you get arrested, you are a very well-known person on the Indiana there's probably like five people that are more more well known on you than I on I use campus right now <laughs> it's gonna be news if you get arrested and he's just like nope I don't care I'm I mean, furious about my cheesy gordita crunch <laughs> not being cheesy enough I mean could you not just gotten to White Castle I mean it's so many options I mean you tell kids me are dumb there's not an IHOP around that way I mean it's been a while since I've been to Bloomington I know but I mean it's gotta be something that, that's something I can, I don't know what would like anger you so much that like you just refuse to leave Taco Bell strapped through life like I, there was a time when I, I did go to a drive-through. Um, I talk about drive-through, and I said, I mean, I, this is a prime example. And this is why I was kind of curious if this is what he was mad about. Like, where I got there, like they close at two, and you get there at like one thirty, and like the line is going so slow. By the time you get up to the thing, it's like right at two, and they're like, "Sorry, we're closed." Uh, and I'm like, "No, I've been sitting here since when? I'm getting my damn tacos." Like that's. I'll go in there and I'll make it. Yeah. <laughs> you you take that damn. Grade C meat, and you put it between two soft buns, and you hand that damn stuff to me now. It'll take it two seconds. I'll pay $10. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe he's just that angry over it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't I can't see why. Like, and what threat was he serving? That Like, was he holding up the line? Well, like, but, was, but nothing. He moved out of the drive-thru line and, like, just parked on the property. And then he, they got, he got told that he needed to leave the property. 
And he's like, no. And he's like moved three <laughs> feet. And then he moved to a nearby lot that was like just – he just was being like a nine-year-old kid. What he's are like, the odds there was somebody working at Taco Bell he knew? There's, there's got to be more to the story. It can't just be – first of all, I mean, I'm, I'm almost surprised that he's not intoxicated. It, 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 like, you know, at Taco Bell at 2.15 in the morning – and well, IU fans, he's, you know, he's a history of with the, the drunk driving. I'm kind of surprised there. I mean, no, he's sto- no, you don't you don't drunk Taco Bell is not too big. That's a tie, buddy. So he's stone cold <laughs> sober, according to I mean, the officers don't they don't yeah. smell anything, they don't he's see anything. Stoned, all right. Well, yeah, who knows? I mean, he's he's not being interrogated for anything like that. What, so that surprised me a little bit. Like, why is he so upset? That he's not just leaving. Why? What, what have I taught you? When, when always there's always question marks about college kids in these incidents. You get the girl. It's always the always filling the gaps. You know they use. You know they use At the, Taco Bell though. Like Frog Gino, did they fill in the gaps for, for Jurassic Park? Anytime there's a story about college kids and, and there's gaps, always filled in with the lady. Was it a Taco Bell where Darius Ashley fell asleep in the drive-through line? Yes, and you know I think why? It was, yeah. Because he was drinking to get over a girl. Do you know that for sure? No, but it sounds sounds logical, doesn't it? <laughs> I've never understood how someone can fall asleep. At a, at a, I, I don't either. You have to have a, like, real, a real serious problem. Yeah, I, I know someone who's done that as well too. They got DUI because they fell asleep at a red light. Hugging like, twice. Yeah, <laughs> he's on his way back from a Taylor Swift concert. But yeah, I, I promise you, Mbako, look into it. I guarantee there's probably some somebody working there has a relationship with some girl that he knew, and that's why he didn't want him. He wanted him off the territory, off the property, because he was afraid he was going to get his butt kicked when he got off work. He's clearly not a high character warrior. So he called the cops. No, he's, he's not a high character warrior at all. No, this is why we didn't take him. No, high character warrior. We're going to stake and shake. Our choice. Sorry, Mackenzie. Enjoy your time in Bloomington. And this is coming right after Bloomington does the promotion of IU basketball is the bleep. What? Have you not seen that? No. Oh, my Lord. I should have sent it to you. I assumed you'd seen this, so I just kind of like moved on. I have not. Apparently, like, IU did, like, this, does, like, a video where it's, like, IU basketball, it's the bleep. <laughs> and, like, it's got, like, little kid, like, this little girl, what? like, Virginia's age, and, like, a little chilling guy was like, Indiana basketball is the bleep. <laughs> do they say bleep or do they bleep it No, out? They, they just they say the word, but it's bleeped through the thing. And then the headline, uh, this is not Indiana's basketball. It's like Twitter account. It's like Indiana is the bleep. And it's got, like, you know, the little eccentric marks or whatever. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen this. No. Oh, my good Lord. I, I, if I would known this, I would have sent it to you. I just assumed it was, when I saw it, I was like, I'm, I'm like two days probably behind seeing this. No, I've got. I've, I've not. Like, seen the this first at all. thing I thought was I wanted to retweet it was like Indiana basketball is bleep. <laughs> you have to arrest us. We're so good. All right. All right. If you haven't seen it, I'll find it. And I'll send it to you. We gotta okay, go to yeah, break. Here. We'll go to break. We'll go back five o'clock hour. We'll talk about this LLS situation. We'll take some text from you guys at 502-414-1450. It's all coming your way now in hour three on here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. With Joe Spivey, he developed poison ivy. Remember Leonard Skinner, 
got tomate poisoning last night after dinner. Ah, the days where this passes tier one humor. <laughs> hey, this this was this was like considered like comedy gold on on on, on vinyl. It was. I mean, this was yeah, sold a million copies. Did it really? I mean, I'm sure it did back in the day. It's a very famous. Song. I, I had to go too quickly because I, I could not find my my IU video, which I was looking for apparently uh, during the did break. You done, hey dude. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I searched for what you're talking about. I couldn't find anybody saying like Indiana is bleep. I, it, anywhere. I thought it was Indiana's actual count. I guess it wasn't, but I saw it. I, saw, I mean, it I got. Seems like you're completely no, wrong about I these gotta big details. I got to see this video. This video exists, and it's gold. And I can't believe I didn't retweet it when I did when I had the chance, and because I did, and I was like, oh, everyone's probably seen this. this has probably been like joked about like for already like two days now or something. And I just went on, and I did not realize I'd found like a, a, a hidden gem and didn't know it. It looks like the Indiana is the bleep is from last year. The only thing that I'm seeing is a story from Indiana Basketball is the Bleep. It's from October of 2022. But is it a video? No. Oh, no. It's based off, I guess, something that Woodson said. Mike Woodson is the Bleep. It is, yeah, what they're talking about. This is from last year. Yeah. But it's... You you over-promised here. Oh, no, I found it. Completely under I'm telling you, I find this video, you'll be like, you did not oversell it. I'm starting to think there wasn't a video at all. <laughs> I think this just came out of your mind. Your weed-infused brain at no, I know. 4.30 on Monday no, I know afternoon. it came out because because I was like, this would be a great tweet. I'm going to retweet it and be like, Indiana basketball is bleep. Yeah. All right, <laughs> 5 o'clock hour here. We've got to, we have plenty to get to. It's funny laugh. I've held off on this. I do want to talk about it. It has – this is – I knew it was going to stoke the flames a little bit, but it was a story that I could not not share because it, it's, it's behind – it's a private link. It's a 24-7 sports story that is uh, – it's paid for only. But it's from – it's surrounding Arkansas's exhibition opener from over the weekend. Uh, they blasted UT Tyler 92 to 39. And the headline is L. Ellis phenomenal in Arkansas's 92 39 exhibition win. And I'm like, well, I got to check this out. I'm, I'm thinking I just want to see how L played. You know, a couple guys played. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see how Kamari Lance played, by the way? I saw, I saw you had like 18 points or something like that, right? He led Arizona State in scoring in a scrimmage victory over San Diego State, who, of course, played for the national title last year. I was like, well, that's not, not great. If it makes you feel better, I've heard bad things about Jalen Withers in North Carolina. So, we, so we've got that going for us. But Kamari Lands and L. Ellis are both off to very good starts. But we were good things about Curry, though, weren't we? City Curry apparently is, is looking very good at Grand Canyon, who's yeah. the favorite in the whack again. But look, you know, I'll take that. The, the whack is that's where you expect guys that don't hack it at Louisville to go. You don't expect them to go be, you know, starters and key contributors for top 15 teams that have been to the Elite Eight the last three years, which is what L. Ellis <laughs> is doing here. But so the story centers around this. You know, it, it talks about L. Ellis started at guard for Arkansas in their exhibition opener. He went four of six shooting, hit a three, had four assists, four steals, three rebounds, no turnovers in just 16 stat-stuffing minutes as the Hogs overwhelmed their opponents. Eric Musselman was clear in his post-game interview that Ellis may have played limited minutes on Friday, but he will be on the floor a lot when it counts this year. When asked about his performance, the fifth-year head coach had one word, phenomenal. Cool. Like, great. Good, good for L. That's what I'm thinking. And then you keep reading. First, Musselman has some quotes that seem to sort of be, he's, he's dancing around it a little bit, but there's you know, some references to what happened to L in his two years here at Louisville. He said, L is excited to play with some surrounding pieces so that he can show people his willingness to be a passer and ball distributor and play like a true point guard. I think we've seen that since the day that he stepped on campus. Tonight he played with great pace, didn't turn it over, 
I was really happy with our lack of turnovers tonight. I mean, we had a limited number of turnovers, and three of them I think were on moving screens, so you eliminate that part of our turnover game. L did a great job taking care of the ball. Cool. Again, good for L. Had an, and I still went coast to coast. Good for L. Good for L. Uh, and then he says the same thing. Good he, for the tuna. He says, yeah, I got off to a really good start, really just trying to play the right way, trying to take the open shots, and really just not try to take – uh, not not to just try to take open shots, but really get my teammates into the lane and, and look for them. When you're a giver, you always receive, so I just feel like I've got to be a giver first, and I'll always receive. Then, here's where it gets a little bit interesting. The writer says, It's been almost a full calendar year since Ellis's Louisville squad lost by double digits to Division II Lenore Ryan in an exhibition. <laughs> Is it really necessary to bring that up? Well, here you go. Which essentially foreshadowed what became a 4-28 and season for the Cardinals. In the build-up to Friday's matchup with UT Tyler, the Arkansas coaching staff used clips from that game as motivation and a reminder of what could happen if the Hogs did not come out ready to play. Determined to avoid a similar fate, Ellis took the flashbacks in stride and delivered a stellar performance and a blowout win for the Razorbacks. So you're thinking, oh, they're using us as a teaching tool. They're saying, look at what Louisville did in this exhibition game last year. Let's not do that. It gets worse. Ellis's quote, he says, Every time we have film, they just throw little Louisville clips in and things like that all the time, so I'm used to it. They know I don't mind it. I'm older. I know that, like, at the end of the day, I'm here. <laughs> what happened at Louisville doesn't matter anymore. <sighs> it feels good just to have a performance like that with my teammates. I lost against a D2 last year in an exhibition game, so to be able to come out on the right foot and play hard with the guys and get a really good win, it felt really good. So the, the the presumption for me here is every time Arkansas is having a film session, they're like, look at these idiots at Louisville. And like just, <laughs> just like throwing in these, can you believe that they did this? Like it could be worse. Like we don't want to be Louisville. Every time they have a film session, it's like, L, you can't do this. You can't do this they again. Did, they did highlight reel to the, like the Barman Bailey music. They're playing yakety sacks. They show our game from Florida State last year. I mean, hasn't Muslim taken enough from us? At what point is it? At what point is enough enough, Mus? We get it. You're going to a second weekend of the tournament four years in a row. You're taking every recruit that we want, every transfer that we want. You're taking our leading score from last year. Now you're showing clips to just pile on. Like they're, Jesus, they're, they're sitting in the, the pre, in like the, the film room, just like laughing, having a good laugh. And it's like, so El, what, what did Kenny say in that? Hell, he's like, not a clue. Guy had no idea. He was like, anybody want to watch uh, Stranger Things when we get back to the, the dorm? I mean. Uh, that, it's like when you have, you know, teachers or professors would do if they had like a really, really stringent, really kind of exhausting lecture topic. At the end, they'd be like, all right, let's liven it up a little bit and do like a fun game where you like you played for like candy. I feel like that's what Arkansas is doing here. It's like now for all your laughs, here's our Louisville highlight reel of the day from last year. Just like everyone just is joking. It's a good way to build team camaraderie. Like, I mean, it's sad. Here's the last quote from Ellos talking about being a leader. And being a, you know, going from a ball dominant guard who's scoring minded to being more of a facilitator. He said, it's come very natural because I've got really good players around me. They make my job easy. I've just got to give them the ball when they're open. I feel like just the transition from being Louisville and having to be so ball dominant and so focused on scoring all the time, it feels good to be able to be out there running the team and to look like a real point guard. That'd make me feel great. So he wasn't a real point guard last year? I think that was obvious to everybody. You know who said that? Hands up in here. You said that also? You can put your hand up as well. You know who didn't say that? A lot of people that tried to argue with us. I mean, he's not a, he's, he's not a point guard. He's not. And the fact that we, we, we had no other option. We're like, 
Not only is he a point guard, he's the only guard. He's going to do everything. Uh, it was not a good game plan. It didn't go well, and we won four games last year. But there it is, uh, Arkansas just showing highlights of Louisville to motivate their team <laughs> about what not to do. We are the, like, this could be you. Who do we show highlights of? We're like the... Uh, <laughs> the Washington Wal- General. 2003 Walden High School. I don't know. I mean, what, what's, I, this is... I did like those. We're like the former drug addict motivational speaker who comes in and like tells the kids what not to do. I did love the question that Scoots I caught during the show last week when Scoots asked you about, you know, could a high school team beat this? <laughs> <laughs> and like, you wanted to say no because that's such a generic question. Like, I, I mean, one of my I favorite. Think the answer is yes. I mean, but like, some of my favorite, my, you know, like Michael Urban comments when he went to Hall of Fame. He's like, but we should say, like, we would be, we could have beaten an NFL team. He's like, Never, we would have been crushed by a Well, NFL. no, I think that's a different than, than what we're talking. But about you know, here. you always hear that joke, though. You know, could a high school right. team, you know, could, could a college team beat them? You know, yada yada. And that could never happen. And then yes, right. And ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, it wouldn't happen. You, the, your hesitation when he asked you that question was like, <laughs> well, I think the best, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, now I'm telling you right now, I think the best high school teams in America could absolutely beat Simmons College because I mean you. Like most of those kids are all freshmen and sophomores, and they were not great high school I mean, they're getting players. minutes from a kid that like played at Wagner last year and was not good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's. I, I mean, the question was, could the best high school team in Kentucky Coach O'Neill, beat Simmons? I, I, and if I you're listening, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's true, but like you take like Oak Hill, La Lumiere, like some oh, of those they schools, would cr- I think they would crush them. I think they would beat Simmons College. I mean, you, so you don't think? I'm sorry, Tony. I apologize, <laughs> but I'm just. Trying to call like I see it. I mean, so, I mean, so you you think if you think the best who I don't know who would be the best who won the high school who won the state championship last year in basketball? I don't remember, but I have no idea. I don't either. Um, that they couldn't beat Simmons College. Uh, no. <laughs> For my sanity, I'm going to say no. Who did win it last year? I'm going to guess Madison Central. I don't know. It was because what mail was good. Ballard was good, right? I mean, mail was good. Mail got upset. Yeah. But Mel got set in football, too. Warren Central won it. I think mean, they won it two years in a row, haven't they? They may. Have, I mean, I wonder how many of their players are actually on that the Simmons team as well. Uh, none. Oh, okay. Wow. Warren Central? Too good for that. <laughs> You're like the third leading scorer for Central on this team. <laughs> I mean, Warren Central, was, <laughs> Warren Central would have beaten Simmons College. It would have been a game. Okay. <laughs> I feel confident in saying that. None of this is making me feel better. Can we not do this? Uh, let's see. Warren Central has won. Oh, come on. I can't find it. Whatever. Who cares? They haven't won that many state titles. I, I, th- I, think, they've, I think they've just won back-to-back. I'm just trying to find Did out. they really? I thought they did. Warren Central's in Bowling Green, right? Yeah. Warren Central is in Bowling Green. That is well, Bowling Green. More Actually, Bowling Green's in Warren Central. Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah. More so appropriate. Thank you for... Saving the integrity of the show here. No, no problem. <laughs> I think it was actually GRC. George Rogers Clark won in 2022. So there you go. Isn't that where, uh, what's his name went? Who? Uh, um, uh, Preston Knowles? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah the, 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 the comb beater. Yeah, guy, yeah. How can you not remember Brush Preston beater. Knowles' name? I just, <laughs> he's, very, he's a very good player here for four years. Isn't that where he went, though? He went to George Rogers Clark. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think it was actually what was it? I think it was Clark County when he played there. Could be wrong. Ah, okay. But they were the Cardinals. I know that. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton Sex line. Uh, did you have? Wasn't there something you were going to do before we got to the LL stuff, or you you wanted to ask that we, before we turned to M- McKenzie and Baco? 
Uh, Have you already forgotten it? Well, I asked you that question about the baseball thing. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was, that's all it was. But nothing, nothing big. Yeah. Just making sure you're, you're you're getting everything that you want to get. I'm off still the trying to. I'm still actually getting very upset that I can't find this. Indiana is the bleep video. Well, because you made it up. I kid you not. There's no way I made up. I did not make up seeing that little kid, that little poor little kid. I swear, because it looked like Virginia. And then the little, and the little children, I was just like, Indiana's the bleep. <laughs> I don't like this. is what your mind makes up. <laughs> and he's like talking like random people saying it. And I'm like, <laughs> I got to find this damn video. All I can find is, is Coach Woodson saying it. Okay. Well. It, it exists, people. I promise you. Thorn Saxon. line. 502-414-1450. Texas says, Mike, tell Trevor that he deleted a movie watch bet off uh, off you if he had. What, what is it? Mike, tell Trevor he deletes a movie watch bet off you if he watches Wet Hot American Summer and there's at least two seasons of Netflix uh, or, or wasn't there. That's a, that was a tough text to get through there. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer, I think you would like. I never watched the TV show, but I did hear that it was very funny. Um, and you used to have uh, Band of Brothers you wanted me to watch. You need to watch Band of Brothers too, yeah. I'm, I'm, I thought about starting um, this new, the new, uh, this new Gen Z or Gen X show, whatever on uh, on Amazon Prime, but it, I, it turned out the whole season has not been released yet. Mm. It's a spinoff from the people that did The Boys. Which, okay, you know I love, you the, love boys. the Boys. Yeah. Texas Mike and Trevor, the Dolphins coach, uh, also stands like, like the stand-up comedian Neil Brennan. He does. That's that's the comparison. He looks just like Neil Brennan. He used to write for Chappelle's Show, and his stand-up is very good. He does. He he sounds like him, but he definitely looks like him. I always think of that guy as just the, the one random line when Chappelle, when they when they shoot the slave master, he's like, apparently only killing a slave master is funny to me and Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny. Because so, so David, wasn't just funny to you and Neil, it's funny to me too. <laughs> uh, Texas Trevor quote, the only thing I've really sold is dot, 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 me waiting for Trevor to incriminate himself on live radio. <laughs> Texas, have we mentioned heavyweights? We have. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, heavyweights is. I mean, that's. I mean, that that comes right as that's top fives camp movies, right? Yes, for sure. Texas David Hyde Pierce, Mike. Don't forget that DHP was in Wet Hot American Summer as well. He was, and the fact that he's not on the Fraser reboot is why I'm not going to watch it. I, I I don't even. How do I not even know this movie like exists? I don't know. It's, I mean, I found out about it in college. It came out in like '01. I had friends in college that were like, you've got to watch this movie. And we watched it. It was one of those movies that we would get drunk and watch like 50 times. So it came out in 2001. Like, like the, at least I think I would think that like the, the, the video box would like, rec- I'd recognize it from. You this know. was your off the grid time though. Yeah, but no, but still 2001. I mean, this is still my video working days and I would see the box, you know, that's how I know a lot of movies, but yeah. Well, you do also invent videos. So that don't exist in your mind. So that's not true. I'm, I'm, that, that 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 video exists, <laughs> exists. I swear, it came to me in a dream. <laughs> you didn't have to add the accent. You could have just like made fun of like the fact that you think I'm hallucinating it. Texas says <laughs> Haley Mills is Sharon and Susan, uh, Parent Trap and Pollyanna. I always go to that before Miss Bliss, probably because I saw those movies a billion times growing up before Save the Bell came out. I knew it was Miss Bliss first. But I knew, the, but then Ms. I realized who Haley Mills was as I got older. I knew it was Miss Bliss first. Like I. Yeah, I, I don't remember how it was when I saw the parent trap. The, the original, I may have said, no, I saw the original version, I guess, first. Texas says, while I enjoy ripping on IU, I think the kid is in the right. I mean, who hasn't been there before? I don't know. I got thrown out of an Arby's one time. It was my 21st birthday, actually, and I, I, I left. I did not stay there. I don't think I've ever been, like, actually legitimately thrown out of a fast food place before. 
we were kindly told we need to leave. And it was we. Were, well, they were right. It was the middle of the afternoon. We were being drunk and obnoxious. Yeah, I guess the closest I guess would be when I was making out with a girl in a Burger King parking lot. And they asked Sick them. brag. Well, it was like it was like the, the closest I could come to like like one of my like my goals is always because of the Humpty Dance is to, to get busy in a Burger King bathroom. That's all. It's like one of my you know bucket list items now. What a shameless brag. <laughs> the only time I actually got kicked out was when I was just banging this model right in front of everybody at the calendar. Well, I wasn't a model, no. I mean, <laughs> they were like, they they thought I was Matt Damon. They're like, Matt, you got to leave here, man. <laughs> I'm assuming that's your Lambo out there. You got to hop in that Lambo and go back home. No, no, we we, we were in a Camry. <laughs> it was, it wasn't. Went up the counter, which is in the parking lot after we've been to the drive-thru. Texas says, well, Trevor, in fairness, if Arby's get you out, they'd probably close. You have a different kind of immunity then. <laughs> you haven't had that much Arby's recently. Uh, no, I, I mean, no, I need to. Now we're back. I faded away from the Arby's just because we were over in the old school OG studios, and it wasn't as, as easy to get to. You also you have you have you know, for the first year of the show you would do these streaks where you would have one place and you would get it like thirty five straight days. I still do that type of I'm still that type of person, but though. not here anymore. Like you know, when you've had lunch, I feel like you've kind of been all over the place when you brought in food. No, it's usually Arby's or McDonald's. Is it? Am, I just, am I just not paying attention anymore? Yeah, it's pretty much. Has our love grown old, and I'm not? Well, I, I'm missing the little details you're, now. You're in, you're in another room. You don't even like look at me anymore. Well, that's only been for a week. You don't even acknowledge my my existence in here. Remember when you used to see my bag and you would always notice what it was and what I was eating? Yeah, you used to be. Now you don't even try. Now you don't even ask how my dinner was. Texas, I'm not saying it would be acceptable. Great way to start, Tex. But Mackenzie and Baco being in a sober state makes the story worse. A drunk person acting like that would be more understandable. I kind of agree. I mean, it would. Yeah, but then if he's drunk, then you're like, then you got the whole behind the wheel thing, too. Yeah, I mean, like in in a weird way, it's it's better for him legally if he's sober. But as far as me trying to understand why the hell he's not leaving a Taco Bell at two fifteen in the morning on Sunday when the cops are trying to be nice, it seems like I, I would it'd be it would make more sense to me if he was not of sound mind. But I get why you would not want that to be the the story that's out there. I mean, at what point did they just because you said it ended with them just taking out the like the 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 the, the Billy Club? I mean, and they like, broke the window. It was the and pulling them, yeah, pulling them out. Like I just like how long were they after going? Please, Mbako. You please open up, please. We like the Hoosiers. We've been waiting a long time <laughs> yeah. to get good again. We really don't want to. Like I can, I can just pick. I don't know why I'm picturing this guy being like, like almost begging him to do. It. Please don't make me use the baton. Yeah, I mean it's, it sounds like that's what happened. What if we picked your car up and carried it back to your house? <laughs> Glorious bastards are waiting for the bear to come down the tunnel. Don't make us call the baton. Please don't do it, buddy. I mean, he did. He moved twice, but just like did it. Like he moved like a spot. No, he's just messing with them. Though he was like, "All right, yeah. I'm gonna move." He's like, ah, "I got you, psych." It's like when I used to tease people at the mall when I work in Christmas time. Barking. I've got to know more to the story. I wonder if like IU Reddit has something, or I I need to find out what made Mackenzie and Baco so mad at Taco Bell at two fifty. He saw that video about how the basketball was the bleep. He was like, "Oh, really? Huh? Was the bleep you say?" Good pass, great pass by Kenny Payne. Not I promise him. you're going to find out when it's all when it's all said and done. It's going to turn out it's involving a girl that he, the, the, the somebody, a girl's boyfriend was working there that he was hooking up with. I can see that being the case. Yeah. I can see it being something like that. Kids are dumb. I mean, look, we we all were 19 at some point. 
it's we did dumb stuff. Hey, I mean, who amongst us hasn't stalked a Taco Bell employee because they, you know, they drop movie quotes? Well, you did that and it ended up being a guy. So <laughs> sometimes it goes poorly. Sometimes in Baco, maybe you should have just left the parking lot, buddy. Sometimes it doesn't always work out as it's not always fairy tale endings. Texas says, instead of James Madison, why couldn't we get Josh Hurd to put Simmons College on the football schedule? <laughs> Does Simmons have a football team? I can't imagine that they have a football team. Would love to play them. Would go well for us, for sure. Play Wagner. I mean, yeah. Texas says, uh, speaking of random facts, I believe that yesterday at the very end of the Browns-Colts game, Garner Minshew threw for over 300 yards, and they immediately jinxed him with the stat that apparently he's had 300-plus yards seven times and has lost every single one. Yeah. Jeez. That's a crazy stat. Yes. Carter Minshew kind of sucks. Nah, he doesn't suck. He's he's easy. Minshew's a perfect backup quarterback in the NFL. Where like if you if you need him to start maybe two, three, four games, I agree with that. He's gonna do well. But if you want him to be a full time starter, you're looking at a five, six win season. Texas, speaking of Taco Bell, I worked at two separate Taco Bells on separate occasions, and the first day of me working at the second Taco Bell in the Highlands, all of my coworkers beat up a drunk white guy in the drive-thru line because he refused to leave and chucked a quesadilla back through the window at my manager. I watched while I held the door. I had the feeling the doors were locked, and my manager was fighting, didn't have the keys, and I was right. Wow, that's... I hope that was your last day at Taco Bell. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> I mean, what do I say to that? I mean, at least you'll have solidarity. Like, you know, you talk about, like, brothers in arms. You get into a fight with coworkers and with a guy in the drive-thru. Like, that's a quick bonding experience for sure. Now, you're, you're in. You're in. Of all the fast food places, I've never worked at Taco Bell. Technically, not, no. I guess technically I've worked at Taco Bell. I worked at KFC Taco Bell Combo, but I was on the KFC side. Ooh. And very happily so. Because- Is KFC, like, the loser side? No, I feel like no. Taco Bell is a more popular side. Oh, it was probably, but they had to do more work too. Yeah, like they're making everything like upon order. I'm over here like I got I got two dozen uh, things of chicken done. I'll be out back smoking, you know, smoking a blunt while y'all you know take your orders to go. <laughs> Holler me when we get down to two legs and three breasts. <laughs> it's like I'm at the Arby's Chick Fil A drive through. I'm on the Arby's side. What a chore. <laughs> Oh, if there was an Arby's Chick Fil A combo, that would be so awesome. There is in St. Matthews they have that Arby's right next to Chick Fil A, and the Chick Fil A is always like seventy-five oh, I, cars deep, and there's always like one poor guy in the Arby's line. And it's me. It's you. It's me. <laughs> I look I'm that like, guy. Because, Trevor's back because they, when they close the Arby's over by a uh, ballot, it's the one I have to go to now. <laughs> they closed my Arby's and turned it into like um I don't know like they a did, first yeah. watch or something. I think it's exactly right. Yeah, like, I don't want to kiss her about that. No offense to them. Uh, they don't have a drive-through. Uh, they they are on DoorDash. They don't have the meats. So, so yeah. <laughs> so when I go to Arby's, I have to go to that one instead. Of this, and yet, and I have to cut through the uh, bowling alley when I leave, which also gives me kind of like this like depressing feeling sometimes. Because you know. <laughs> occasionally I'll just go into the bowling alley parking lot and eat my French dip in the car. Which also, when I say it out loud, it's <laughs> kind of sad. I mean, I wasn't going to say it. Eating an Arby's you, French stick. Can you imagine, French tip. I you imagine French walking tip. out of the boat out and just seeing like <laughs> Jimmy sitting there eating my French dip out of uh, just sitting in the car in the funnest bowling parking lot in the funnest bowling parking lines. lot. Yeah. As St. Matthew's Little League baseball is going on in the distance. Yes, it is. Or Trinity baseball, I guess. Oh yeah, that was the other side. Oh. There's oh. another side. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, more from you guys on the text line, 502-414-1450. Then we'll look ahead to a pretty big night in sports and make some predictions. 
It's the end of the Mike Weatherford Show. It's coming up next here on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. Camp Granada. Camp is very entertaining. And they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining. I went hiking. Hey, dude. It's a little wild and a little strange When you make your home out on the range Start your horse and come along But you can't get a ride if you can't hold on Sing it yippee ki yay yippee ki What? Like the cowboys say Sing it again now Till the break of day. Okay, I'm curious. Watch out for that killer cacti. Hey, dude. What a voice. So I brought up this. this is what I brought up, like, I don't recognize any of this cast. On Hey, Dude? Yeah, like this. I was a bigger Hey, Dude guy than Salute Your Shorts, actually. No, so so was I. And that, that's this is where I'm kind of, like, I'm the one that ordered, like, Paramount just for the free month, just so I could binge Hey Dude one weekend, um, and I did, and I did. You remember Christine Taylor as Melody? Remember? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I've left, I've left three, three billion little kids around the house. Okay, that's too great. Uh, yeah, she was, she was an inspiration of mine. Um, <laughs> and so, so was Joe. Like, but like this one, I'm just watching like now. Like, it's got Danny on it. Yeah. And it's got it's got Joe the, the you know the girl that was Ted's like you know antagonist, but like there's no Ted and it's got like some dude named uh, so you got Mr. Ernst, and it's, there's Brad is Kelly Brown, and it's like some guy named Jeffrey Kyle, who's Kyle? Uh, I don't remember Kyle. I don't remember Kyle. And right after Kyle is some dude. They've switched that. Uh, they like gone with different cast. And different yeah. Days. Then there's a Jake. Like who was Jake? I remember Jake. I don't remember Jake. Like. I remember Ted leaving, and like after that, I guess maybe I just stopped watching because they replaced him with Kyle and Jake. That, that sounds like maybe that's what happened. Because that's what it looks like. Because Ted's not listed in here, and then it's got Lucy, and then it's got Danny. No, there's Ted at the very end, actually. Well, who's this Kyle and Jake dude? I don't know. It sounds like a like Topher Grace leaving that '70s show situation. <laughs> it does, and a, on a much smaller scale. <laughs> I don't know why I just I, I watched like the first like thirty minutes of Tropic Thunder last night before I fell asleep. And it's just amazing the opening scene where he's like <laughs> he's won five Academy Awards and Topher Grace, two thousand eighteen best kiss winner for TV. <laughs> 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 it made me laugh. <laughs> We had we've had a, we had some bummer NBA news earlier today when they announced that Montrezl Harrell had been released by the 76ers dealing with his injury. We also found out over the weekend that Carly Jones got waived by the Chicago Bulls after he was named the 2022-23 G League Player of the Year. We know that. Yeah, it kind of sucked. I mean, I don't know what else the guy. It's sort of the Russ Smith thing where it's like every time that he gets a shot, he's like does everything that you could possibly do. Like he's the MVP of the damn G League. He played well when he did get called up and played some games for the Bulls. I don't know what else they could want from him but he yeah is really a, what else do they want from the bulls he's a free agent so f the bulls it's not but like you were any good yeah we'll see what carly heads next i mean I'm, he still has several several years to put, get paid to play the game professionally he'll do fine for himself but i'm sure he's bummed and carly was what, one of my biggest we, we talked about last week we had a couple of questions about the biggest what ifs for basketball and, and what ifs for football it's not a what if 
but one of the things that I, I hate most about the the recent like run for Louisville basketball is that it feels like we just wasted Carly Jones. Like he never got a chance to play in the KFCM Center when it should have been jumping. Mm-hmm. He never he didn't get a chance. He came here to play in the NCAA tournament. We didn't get him there. Like he did everything he possibly could to carry that team, and we just you know some of it was out of our control, but we just kind of crapped the bed and wasted him. He should be my point is he should be a player that we really remember fondly and talk about, you know, like the, the new generation of U of L fans that is in their teenage years right now or early twenties should like you know when they're our age be talking about Carlick Jones being one of their favorite players of all time. And I don't think it's going to happen because that year was so weird and because we ended up missing the NCAA tournament and just you know all the COVID stuff. It just it, it sucks because he was awesome. You got a raw idea him or him or Lee. I, I'd say Lee because at least. Carleek had a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. And Leap, I mean, God, I'll never forget. It's the one thing that I just will never forget. Because when you, when you, the way you described Carleek, we're thinking that, that, that that's like, Lee's the only other one. That Lee's, Lee's like the only guy I can think of that's in that same area that I feel bad for in the same way. It's different because Lee at least got to, like, like his last game before we self-imposed a ban, which made it sting even worse, you know, we beat number one North Carolina at home. He, he had a packed Yum Center. He got to feel what it should feel like to be a Louisville basketball player playing in a big-time game. But, you know, for for every program in college basketball, it's all about getting the March Madness and experiencing that, and that's the primary reason why he came here. And to have that taken away like a month before the tournament was going to happen just sucked. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's worse than – like Carlick never got to experience a packed Yum Center. He never really got to experience the feel of a big-time normal game. But he still had a chance to go to that NCAA tournament to wear Louisville across his chest and play, you know, Go to a Final Four if if the team was good enough, and you know to be the first team left out sucked. So I I think Lee is worse, but Carly got a raw deal too. I agree. And in hindsight, self-imposing the pan was just so dumb, just so so dumb, just so dumb. I'll never get over it. Though, out of all the things that I've been wrong about on the radio, and there are a lot, that was the one that people were, were like the most mad at me for. And that I ended up, I think, being that now everybody seems to agree with me. Like I was kind of out on an island when we announced the ban. Everyone's like, yeah, "This is the right thing to do." You know, Jurich has this under control. Oh no, no, I was Patino all about denied. Everybody was like, well, but everybody was like, you know, you're going to get a ban. You may as well take it now. You don't want it to affect recruiting." And at the time, I was like, "Even if this is the right thing for the program, it's a crap thing to do to the players." And all these other programs that have self-imposed bans in, in the middle of seasons, they've done it because they've sucked. We were the one team that was like really good. And was going to be a top four seed in the tournament, and then took that away, and took it away at the very, very last second. So I mean, I, I just thought it was a, it, it was a shameful thing to do. I hated it. I still hate it. I'll never, I'll always, always hate it. Always hate it. And then we did the whole, we got your, I got your back thing. I was like, no, we don't. It was a bad, it was a bad month and a half for me as a Louisville fan. I didn't like it. Not a big fan. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. Oh, by the way. Are you ready for something? Did you finally find this? I found it. Did you just create this? No, in the last it, 10 it, 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 I'm looking. No, you've been it, doing it instead of talking. Indiana basketball's legitimate blue tagged a uh, blue uh, checkmark count tweeted this video out October 20th, 2023 at 9:14 p.m. Okay, are you ready? Yes. I hope this is all bleeped out. You chose to play your college career here. About one minute. Why did that mean so much to you, and why did you choose to play here at Indiana? Well, you know, as a kid growing up. All I knew was Indiana basketball, and Indiana basketball, excuse my language, is the shit, you know. Indiana basketball is the Indiana basketball is the shit. 
IU basketball, excuse my language, is the Indiana basketball is the Indiana basketball, excuse my language, is the Indiana basketball is the Indiana basketball is the Indiana basketball is the Excuse my language, but Indiana basketball is the Oh, okay, well, well, I asked you if they actually like said the word and bleeped it out, or if they said no. I told you they bleeped it out. No, you, but you, you said that they said bleep. Well, I can't. That's a lot cooler than what I was thinking. I thought it was like Indiana. They actually say the word bleep, and I, thought, I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my no, entire life. No, that no, was no. better than than what I thought it was going to be. No, no, I told you, it just, but it did exist. <laughs> it is an interesting. The little kid the, the, to have little kids. I know the dog, by the way. <laughs> I hate to say, like, I have to defend Indiana. It's not it's not nearly as bad as the way that I, I was imagining when you were laying out the details there. I think it's actually kind of funny. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say, if, they, if they're bleeping it out, I'm like, I'm okay with that. But if they're saying, like, if the tagline is Indiana basketball is the B-L-E-E-P, and they just, like, spell it out, I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. No. I just sent you the clip, by the way. You can watch it. I right. see it now. I, I went to their account. I mean, why did, how did you not think to go to like their actual account? No, I did. I just I, when I scrolled down through the to it, I didn't see it. I thought I went all the way back to like past the twentieth. It just says Indiana basketball is the bleep right there. It's like the fifth. I down. there is no it took one. Me two seconds to find I, this I brought, video. Well, really, because you couldn't find it earlier when I gave you the. Uh, you didn't tell me there was from the. You said it was from the official account, and then you well, it is, find and it. it is the account. Um, I no one is worse at searching like Twitter than I am, or the X, or anywhere. Or, Like we've established that. I like I am like I, I just Google Indiana basketball is the and I put like in those like same like little logos and it didn't come up. For some reason it took me forever to find it. I did feel like you though last week when Scoots was setting up the the cameras here, he's like click on the microphone. I'm like, where, where where's the microphone? Like couldn't find it. I feel like I was a seventy five year old man. He's like he's like, now now press the code in. I'm like, where 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 do I type? It's like the access code. I'm like, I haven't used a mouse and in years. The other, the other thing Scoots did last week, I, I called him the show, which I uh, I was so glad because I was like listening to the show, like yelling at the same thing. When you you brought up the, we won't get too much into it because it's not time, but the Kenny Payne saying blue white, not red, not uh-huh. not red white, and and Scoots, I'm, I'm sitting here saying like the same example Scoot finally came up with was like, you know, it's like in a relationship, you're with somebody, you know, so many years, mm-hmm. and, and the whole thing I kept thinking was like perfect analogy, Scoots, except if I was there. I'd have gone Sarah Marshall with the hoe. He he didn't cheat on you. He was with her for like four years. He was with you for like five minutes, okay? Yeah. That's what I would have gone with. It's, it's, it's also good. Yeah. They both work. Scoots got there. He got there. He knew what he was talking about. I also applaud Scoots for, you know, he's not a UofL fan. He didn't care about UofL basketball. But he watched, because he was doing my show, he watched the a Louisville Simmons College exhibition on Wednesday night, so he would like have some talking points to go back and forth. But that's dedication, folks. We're not done. Yeah, I mean, he watched he watched the blue white scrimmage. This is an IU fan watching UK and U of L exhibitions and scrimmages. That's why he's the hardest working man at Big X Studios. That's why he like Indiana basketball is the bleep. Indiana basketball is the bleep. Beep. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. We'll take some text here. And then in about, uh, you got about 15 minutes to get those thoughts in. We'll look ahead to the night that will be in Major League Baseball and also NFL, Monday Night Football, all sorts of stuff going on. God, it's so, it's so loud out there when I open the window. Oh, I had to open the window, but it's too hot in here today. Last week you missed it. There was like a dad and a kid fighting with the window open when I was like trying to do the radio show. I'm like, all right. Let me I, want, I wonder, yeah, if Texas, like if you hear people starting their car behind me and stuff. 
or like car alarms going off. Like, but today when I walked shut in, up, Dad. Like I walked in today, it was it was stuffy in here. Like I had to open the window. It was bad. Yeah, I was like, I can't do this. Texas, honestly, having been through Bloomington several times and attempting to get food, I can understand the frustration. <laughs> it is quite the bleep show. Can't be worse than Columbia, uh, Columbia, Missouri. That's one. Of the, that's one of the worst places to go. Um, Durham, North Carolina. I'm calling it out because it's Duke Week. Every time I've been there twice. Yeah. Restaurants and fast food places close at like 9 p.m. Never understood. Terrible. Never understood like college towns have that type of thing. Awful. What you do? You hate money. You're a college town. How do you not stay open until 2 a.m.? I love it. And then we're like we're like not a college town, and our bars stay up until four in the morning. <laughs> Another, did you ever have fun, like, especially when you went to Ohio? Because, again, I knew I had friends in Ohio, too, as well. Like, explain to them how our our bars still open from, are basically only closed for two hours a day. Oh, my God. When you brought friends home oh, they for, were, like, the, Derby the, Week. Their minds were completely blown, right? We'd be, like, pre-gaming at a friend's house, and, and you know, it's it's midnight. And they're like, are we are we, just, are we not going to bars? I'm like, oh, we're going to bars. We're yeah. just, <laughs> we, got, we got four hours of bar time left. That's, we go, we go, we leave for the bars when they're closing their bars. That's hundred percent true. Like, I, we, I remember we call being, for cabs like eleven forty-five. I remember being up there and everybody's like, "We gotta get going." Like, yeah, you're right. Because he's like, "What time's the bar closing?" Like, he's like, oh, "Midnight." I'm like, "Midnight? Not it opens at midnight. Who, the, who goes to a bar in the in the in the PM?" That's, it is. It is one of the more shocking things. Like now, looking back at my like twenties, <laughs> how there would be times where I would literally like you know now I can't. If I'm up past like 1 a.m., I mean, I'm not drinking. I'm just up. I'm still like, oh my god. Like there would be times where at a bar that closes at 4 a.m., I would be there drinking as the lights came up. <laughs> the fact that there was, I ever did that at one point in my life is just now it's mind blowing. I always love to explain to people like, yeah, we just we only have two hours of sober up between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. That's kind of how it works. You can buy, you can buy, you can start buying beer again at 6 a.m. Texas says those candy bars that you weren't selling, Trevor, weren't just candy bars. That was the world's finest chocolate. Damn it. By the way, I sold enough of those at Linden Recreation to get myself an Atari 2600 back in the day. Good Lord, what kind of crack were you putting in those things? Good for you. That's a dedication. I would think you'd have to sell, like, a Costco-sized, like, order of, like, chocolate bars to get the Atari. Texas, we need Scott Padgett to weigh in on this passing out thingy. I have no idea what that means. Uh, oh, that wasn't Scott Padgett take through. That was, uh, no, I think he's thinking of the, uh, who was the guy that went to Oldham County? Oh, Derek Willis. Derek Willis. That's I, think that's, I think yeah. that's who. I Bullet, could be right? wrong, but I think that's who he's trying I think to make. That's what the reference he's making. Yeah, yeah. he's just mixing up his uh, linky white like, was falling out the car when he got the DUI. Yeah. Which, by the way, I learned, one of my Facebook memories from uh, over the weekend was apparently from like 15 years ago, and it said, "I can't. I don't have a verbatim in front of me, but it was like, just took my last pick in the fantasy basketball draft and took David Pageant. Vibes are good. <laughs> <laughs> so a little strange. It was like 15 years ago." <laughs> Texas, please work Indiana basketball is the bleep into the show intro. It is the bleep. Texas says, thinking that if Muss is playing Louisville game film, that means he's ready to take over here. <laughs> reminding himself why I didn't go. I did like when I posted that, like, coffee was like, it was like we are so in Muss's head right now, rent-free. Like, like, all he is thinking about Louisville basketball, like, like Arkansas. And all these people were like, I don't think you're taking the right takeaway from this story. I was like, oh, God. I love how I, I can tell when my random friends are watching the wrestler Netflix thing because they'll text me like, "Copy works at OBW." <laughs> like, I'll get random texts like that the last couple of weeks about it. Like, yeah, he does. <laughs> the amount of people in my mentions too that are like, just crapping on LLs that, that are like, 
I'm sure he had 55 turnovers in the game. Like, you can read the story. He had 10 forces and no turnovers. <laughs> he played pretty well. They're like, well, crap on LL. They're like, they're just showing LL's highlights to show how easy playing time for everybody else is going to be. I'm like, well, he's starting. So, and they're top 15 team. I don't know what to tell you. Texas, I'm happy. I'm happy for L. Mac and KP screwed him in his career at Louisville. Yeah, I've got no feelings of ill will towards L. Ellis. I don't either. I didn't. You know, I, I felt bad for him a little bit because I mean, you know, he had the one real year here, and it wasn't really real year. We had two, and neither one of them. <laughs> well, yeah, it's about yeah. getting the worst taste of Louisville basketball you could possibly get. Uh, I mean, he like, like I, I didn't like the way that he played defense last year for sure. I, you know, the turnovers were the turnovers, but he hadn't, like, what else were we going to do? You saw the way the offense looked when he was off the ball or when he wasn't on the floor. Like, he had to do everything, and, and I, I'd be a little frustrated, too. I mean, I, I liked his answer last year in the middle of the season when, you know, they were talking about, hey, Kenny Payne said these those pit players were talking so much bleep the last game and, you know, really just smack talking and in your face, and he wants you guys to do more of that. And he was like, it's kind of hard to talk bleep when you're 2-20. and 20. And I was like, "That's he's, he's not wrong. Like, I just wish the situation had been better for him. And I do think he'll have a good year at Arkansas. I think he's a, he's a really talented offensive player. He'll work. He'll look a lot better with a lot of talented guys around him. And Musselman, if, he's become the new – he's like the transfer Calipari. Calipari was always so good at getting all these blue-chip freshmen to come in and put the team before self. Musselman does the same thing, but with transfer portal guys, like he's going to work them into a cohesive unit, and they're going to be really good again. <sighs> Texture says, <laughs> "Okay." Texture says, "There's a kid from Trinity named Jaden Johnson. We've all been tracking for a while. Was a big Louisville fan. He has a relationship with David Johnson. He visited Indiana this weekend. Are we even recruiting him? We are. I mean, I, I know that U of L, Nolan, and Kenny Payne were on campus a couple weeks ago. Uh, I mean, he's a." He's a big time player. I think he's a he's a freshman this year at Trinity. Um, he's got a lot of freshmen there, don't they? Yeah, six. I mean, I meant to say sophomore. He was a, he was a freshman last year who started on the varsity team. He is currently the number thirty six overall player in that twenty twenty six class, according to the twenty four seven Sports Composite Rankings. Uh, we've not offered him a scholarship yet, but he does have offers from Cincinnati, Missouri, A and M, and West Virginia. This is gonna be a good sign. I, I just googled Jaden Johnson. The first thing comes up is Arkansas Razorback football player. <sighs> He's going to Arkansas, isn't he? No, I, I mean I know Kentucky's after him too. He was at the the, the Big Blue Madness or, or not the Big Blue Madness, whatever, whatever the thing they had last week. They haven't done Big Blue Madness yet, have they? I can't even keep track. Uh, I thought they did the in Big Blue Madness. Maybe blue, they did. That's the Blue White game, right? Is that? I, I don't even. Same know. thing, right? It I used mean, to be a big deal. Now I feel like all these events are. I just thought they've done it already. I thought they did the Blue White game, which I thought was the same thing, but I could be wrong. So okay, it was October thirteenth, and he was at Big Blue Madness. So. Okay. That's... Yeah, because isn't that where... Uh, we're going to find out something is what I don't want to Isn't that where Ahmad Bradshaw was wearing the uh, Louisville Doesn't Exist t-shirt or whatever? You mean Aaron? Whatever. I didn't know he was wearing a Louisville Doesn't Exist Yeah, I saw, I saw the somebody post, somebody sent me a picture of him wearing a t-shirt that Louisville Doesn't Exist. I mean, that's like the KSR thing from like 15 years ago. I don't even remember. I didn't know when it, where it was a thing or not. I saw it's funny, the guy that no one can remember his first name thinks Louisville Doesn't Exist. Well, that's just us. Well, <laughs> I think Kentucky fans have no problem remembering his first name. Uh, but he, he, I guess he was wearing a sweatshirt, but he, he's hurt. He and the other big guy are hurt, still hurt. So I guess he wasn't participating. His health doesn't exist. Whatever. Texas, Trevor, you can't get kicked out, you can't get kicked out of fast food places if you only use the drive-thru. I find it hard to get kicked out of the drive-thru, yeah. I mean, Mackenzie and Baco kind of did. That also reminds me, like, if you ever go to a drive-thru, I'm just, 
If you're undecided what you want to eat at a place, don't go in the drive-thru. Well, I, I mean, sometimes I go to new places and I, I, I feel a little self-conscious. I always try to like pull up the menu on my phone really quickly. But No, you got to know. If not, you go inside. Drive-thrus are for people that they want to stay in their car. They're on the move. They're, 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 they're going. Go, go, go. Like you're sitting there going, what do I First want? First of all, you're, you're describing yourself. I know. You are not. <laughs> that's the exact opposite of who you are as a person. No, it's not. I'm on the go. I'm like, let's go, go, go. Go home. Watch five movies. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go, go, go. Texas says Trevor said most funniest earlier in the show. What's wrong with that? Nothing. You're fine. That's good. <laughs> is, that not, is, that not, is that not like a, is that not right? You're the most finest. You could just say funniest. It's a redundancy. Oh, okay. Texas says NFTs are quite possibly the dumbest thing that any adult human has ever convinced themselves is worth money. 100%. Yeah, I agree. Could not agree more. When I saw this becoming a thing and seeing like people that I knew getting into it, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" There's, I just never, I still can't understand how you, people are buying things that you can just find on the internet. I mean, there's a lot of things that you know. I own this picture. You mean the one I can download right here? As we all get older, there's going to be more and more things that we just simply do not understand, right? Oh it, yeah. The next generation is going to be. I mean, it's already happening a little bit. I'm glad that at least this time I can be like. Okay, we, we haven't quite crossed the threshold where, like, I understand nothing. Because it, it was getting to a point where I was like... I know nothing. I was like, you're owning highlights that I can watch on YouTube for free, and you're paying how much for these? Like, what, what is going on? And the fact that, like, all of this wound up being just totally worthless made me... It restored a little bit of my faith in, in current humanity. Now I'm just waiting for the day that the entire generation goes, we're actually wasting our time watching people play video games? Well, that's dumb. Or you know, I'm waiting for them to be like, we're actually wasting our time watching people play sports. I'm like, what? Well, no, no. That's I feel not, like that's going to happen. No, that's cool. Texas says, all the Taco Bell talk has made me hungry. I just had to stop and get a cheesy gordita crunch. <laughs> Got it with extra cheese just so they couldn't screw me. I do kind of want Taco Bell now. Where's your Taco Bell go to? I just get I, I five tacos. What, five? Five tacos. Regular crunchy tacos. Again, how are you not fat? The tacos are small. You gotta get five. If I have four, I always want the fifth one. So I always go five. I know this sounds like I say that, and I'm gonna say this next statement. Like to me, like to go to go to Taco Bell snack is the three Taco Bell combo. Like I'll just get me. I can get. I can grab three soft tacos, no lettuce. Eat them in the car before I even get home with a drink, and then be and ready to kind of hold me over until real dinner comes. See, I also unfortunately only go to Taco Bell like once a year now. A year? I know. It's yeah. I hate myself for it. I would have talked about more times on DoorDash at like midnight than I should. The first bite of Taco Bell every single time is just so it's so good, and then the last bite you're like, oh, I already feel it. It's just it's not worth it at all. Why did I do this? But the first one you're like, why don't I eat this for every meal of my entire life every single day? Well, I don't get this time why I order so much. Like, every time I order on DoorDash, I always end up ordering, and I I get like five things, and then after like two things, I'm like I'm stopped. Until I get you. Why did I Why did I do this? Taco Bell is so good. Texas, what type of blackmail do you think the USC defensive coordinator has on Lincoln Riley, considering how bad he's been? Wow. It must be pretty juicy. Yeah. Super K. Williams said he, like, whoever drafts him, he wants an ownership in the team. Yes. <laughs> Which is hilarious. I'm starting to think, Caleb, I'm trying to think if I'm an owner, I want to stay away from Caleb Williams. At what point? Like, we do, what, He's starting to come up like a serious DB, right? When do we get to a point where like college players start being like, you know what? I want to I want to fly the plane. When we go on road trips, I want I want to fly the plane. I want part ownership. I'm coaching the team. I want to see what team takes him. Like here you go, here's part ownership. If you draft me, I'm calling the defensive plays. <laughs> That's who I am. Texas Carly and Trez both cut. Sounds like we're gonna have the 
a hell of a TBT next year. <laughs> That's all we have. Look, we're a TBT school now. We're basketball, we're football, and TBT. We're football and, t- and volleyball and TBT. By the way, volleyball did sweep their two ACC matches over the weekend. It's kind of a rough weekend for Louisville sports. We didn't have football, although Louisville f- football did move up in the polls and had a better shot at the ACC title uh, with with the bye week. But men's soccer lost uh, two nothing to North Carolina. Women's soccer lost to Wake Forest, and field hockey's lost four in a row after being like twelve and one. So, thank God. How's the baseball team doing that little thing they had going on? The piece of ball is in their squad scrimmage, so they won. Oh, never mind. They, 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 they won. They won. <laughs> no losses. They're good. They, they, the only team to lose the red-white scrimmage from basketball. Yeah, somehow the blue team came in and won by 12. <laughs> Texas, why do we schedule JMU? I don't know. I don't know either. Texas. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Yep. We don't, we're not fans either. Texas, not a chance in hell a quality local player would come play for us in Kenny Payne. We would be lucky to get some of the kids from Simmons to come play for us. We got Caleb Glenn, quality local player. I'm not gonna lie. There was a point when we when that the 12 minutes left mark when when Louisville was like only up by two on Simmons and like like 19 turnovers. There's a little part of me, maybe it's the gummies the kicking in that we're thinking. I wonder if this was Jerry's like master plan all along to get to become head coach at Louisville himself was to like convince people to hire Kenny Payne just so Simmons could beat him, and then they'd be like, he's so bad that we'll just hire anybody, and then Jerry Eves will take the job. I have tried to be as measured as I can throughout this entire thing, and I've tried to Those be like are some strong gummies. You know, we're four and twenty-eight. I'm like, I'm like, you still, you can't fire him after one year. You got to see what happens in year two. You got to give him the chance. If we had lost Simmons College, I would have outright started the campaign to fire, fire Kenny Payne. Right <laughs> you can't. Like, there was a point where I was like, are we going to do this in the first half? It's like, there's no way. Texas, this will be the the last text. Oh my, I, I, I can't. This is a too long. You can go through it real quick. We have to pick games. All right, real okay, quick. Real quick. Listen, if I could call this to be quicker, but this comes full circle and it will be entertaining. I almost got arrested at the Stony Brook Taco Bell when I was 18. Happens. I got really drunk at the old Michael Murphy's by JCC and skipped out of my last two classes and ended up at Taco Bell at 3 in the afternoon. I got kicked out for drunkenly hitting on the college-aged mom working the register and being so drunk that I kept falling out of my seat. When the J-Town police showed up, I was climbing the trees outside. They had me do the breathalyzer. The cop cut it off at .27. We've been drinking since 9 a.m. Fortunately, I just got a P.I., and didn't go to jail because one of our friend hadn't been drinking, and the cops allowed him to take me home. That's the type of best friend you miss. Uh, you miss miss this year's Notre Dame game for and be his best man. I love you, Chris. Go Cards. Oh, that's Ross who missed the Notre Dame game for the wedding. Still not a good best friend. Sorry. Yeah, not too much to do was getting you drunk at nine a.m. <laughs> it's, it's worse. You, you might want to get robbed, Ross, dude. We, we need to talk. <laughs> right, we have to go super quick here. All right, pick them. Uh, pick them tonight. Game seven. Astros hosting the Rangers. Mentions before, Dusty Baker never won a Game 7. Bruce Bochy never lost one. Does that change tonight? Yes. Astros win the uh, Game 7 in advance. I feel like Scherzer's either going to be really good or really bad. Uh, I mean, I've got to go with the trends at this point. No home teams won a game in the series. Rangers win tonight. And then NFL, we've got Monday Night Football. Uh, 49ers on the road taking on the Vikings. Niners are a seven-point favorite. Real quick, who you got? Niners win and cover. Niners win and cover as well. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Enjoy your Monday nights. Go Cards. Hey, dude. But you can't get it right if you can't hold on. Sing it. Yippee tie yah Kentucky Atlas, only locally owned sports talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM. The 